Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm your super friend, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 398. 398. We're almost at 400, all you weird dash shows out there, Eric. Weird dash shows. Yeah, the weird dash shows. They're all excited. Part of the Gap Fresh crew. And with that. Yeah, who knows what happens after that? I've been kind of thinking of. That means. Well, I've been kind of thinking of maybe we change things up or whatever. We say that a lot, but the change ups, you know, don't often it happen. We'll, we'll <laughs> see though. We'll see. Uh, maybe we'll we'll you change talk it about all, it all the time. Up. Then you're like, oh, we're not doing that well, no, no more. No, I, I, so we say stuff like we should change it up, but it never really gets past that. Really, we end up. Ah, we do this and that, but we'll see. But hey, everybody, thanks uh, for listening so far. And we have a couple books this week, less books than we've had in quite some time. That changes exactly. next week, so oh. you know, have fun now. Like Fifteen books last yeah, week, yeah, yeah, and I think we have like eighty next week. That's just me that on an official though. number. Uh, I use both hands, though. But everybody, before we get into these uh, books, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us; we'll follow you back. Also, check out our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review a bunch of the books that come out each and every week. Then go over to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash weird science where you can get again a ton of podcasts a lot dc based one of the big things that we always push is the thursday night patreon spotlight where two books picked by the badasses they get fresh crew <laughs> and the this week they picked you know a number one and a book they haven't picked in a long time monkey prince number one the gene luan yang book and then Batman. And the Batman. 120. That was crazy. We have not talked about Batman on the spotlight for quite some time. I. It's weird. It's like a mixed signal. Is it because they like it so much? They want They were so consumed, obsessed with the idea of Abyss and what is he really up to that they needed that for themselves over there on the Patreon. Yeah, or do they think that it's not good? Because <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> Usually a, a number one, that is good. And I will say... If you are part of the Get Fresh crew, <laughs> uh, Monkey Prince being written by Gene Luan Yang. Gene Luan Yang is a favorite of them. So I can see that. Now, with that, if you haven't listened, just a little bit of an idea. Me and you, we like Monkey Prince as the character, and we were looking forward to this book. May not have liked this issue as much as maybe the Zero issue and the setup issue Festival in the Heroes. Festival of Heroes. And if you are going to read that monkey prince it'd be great if you go over to the patreon and listen to us talk about it as well but make sure you do yourself a favor and get a hold if you can of that festival of heroes story and that monkey prince zero that's in the app if you have that i know that that's a crazy deal and the batman 120 we still like kind of what joshua williamson's doing but it's kind of losing us a bit we need a little bit more of a concrete story and some progression that's just concrete a little stuff bit that we have one deal. more issue up in that arc and i have no <laughs> I idea what's going on i don't story. need to hear that again eric that depressed me when we were talking about it the idea that i think man this must be a 12 issue story you're like it's supposed to end next issue i'm like what what you say that doesn't make sense but yeah, go over to the Patreon, check out Batman. that along with a bunch of other stuff. Just as a shout out to and to tell everybody, this is next month, but March we do end up having a Angels Week, Eric. So I just, you know, let's get prepared for that already. Well, that's coming up, shit. Yes, oh my God. So with all of that, though, the badasses will pick those two books. This is what we like to call the Badass Roll Call. Uh. No, I wasn't going to do it, but now I you know got I me. Uh, uh, I'm here to say these uh, are the badasses every day. Uh, 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 you uh, had to go and dick it all up. Uh, woo, 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 woo. 
<laughs> Nader Tater, Ted Pros, I love Punchline. Michael S., I did take my medicine today. Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, just took it a little bit ago, though. It's going to cause me problems. Matt Razor, D-Men 3000, Lady Abby Matches Blown, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bertasco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Arake, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Algin Stoja, Nick Adams, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Manship, Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, My Man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, now this gets fancy. Robert Lewis. Robert, yes, look He's at a him. man now. Oh my goodness gracious, our man, Robert Lewis. B. Muir, that's Brandy Murray there, up there in Buffalo. And Double A Run coming out from Minnesota. Straight out of Minnesota, he is. And shout out to the all-time great Reggie. Uh -uh. So, yeah, that is the badasses. Thanks for all the patrons and everybody listening. (laughs) Robert, I said, it might have always been that for some reason. It hit me this time. It's always going to be Rob to me. Oh, look at Robert here. Oh, my goodness gracious. We love Robert, though. And so with all of that, everybody, yeah, thanks a lot. All the patrons, all that going on, and everybody even listening to this. But we're going to get to this, try to make this lean, mean, no caffeine, this one here. I have Eric. a lot of caffeine. I don't know I'm telling about. you, so do I. And so I you're am, a liar. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of problems here. I, my, my thoughts are a little scattered. So uh-huh. like you'll say, woo. Like usual. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm like, like medicine, usual. no medicine, now, there's listen, never a difference. Did just I the say, speed of you talking. Did I say it? It's a little fast, right? I can't even, bit. when I can tell, it's when I know there's problems. But with that, I didn't even try to play the games that tell you I don't feel good, because then you just throw shade at me. So I because won't tell you that I don't feel I good. I don't feel good. I actually feel okay right now. I'm not that feeling is, much at all. That's your way, because you are so bad at small talk. The only thing you have to say, I feel like crap, and then this, and now it's your turn. Tr- that's the thing is, that's true, but it's also true. I always feel like crap, but again, working hard, hardly working. Right? Yeah, that's what it I is. I know, I know you love that. I think that maybe what happened, though, now that I realize I did go to i didn't go to the pharmacy i went to this like weird looking girl dressed up i think i got some numb that's what i think i i don't i can't feel my toes right now tell me where she's at. oh my goodness gracious but yeah really you'd be in there you love the assorted bag of pills yes yes i do well so does psycho pyro but we're gonna go to that right about now Tower for the crazies Right in the middle of our town And only 24 days later They burn the motherfucker down
Ah, yes, and here we are with the books. Eric, we have a first section here, obviously, starting with the very weekly book, Detective (gasps) Comics, but we also have Justice League Incarnate in this first section, which is supposed to be the big book, and I think finally it realizes that after a lot of joking around. The actual event? Yes, exactly. And with that, we had a lot of jokey, Not like the last jokies. one, Infinite Frontier, which was, which was the pre, pre-event to the actual event. That was the preamble, Eric, what <laughs> <Okay>. I say. <laughs> we'll just keep making up terms for it, because who knows? The pre-show if, to the pre-event. Yeah, who knows when this event will happen? And in my mind, the next step of this will then be the death of the Justice League, yes. and then we'll see where that goes from there. But I think that finally... Which will be the prologue to the it, event. Exactly. Right? The preview. I don't know. You end up where finally Joshua Williamson, I think, realizes, you know what? DC isn't really giving me any favors here with any sort of ads or, or telling people marketing. Yeah. So I kind of got to do this myself. And I got in the fights with a bunch of people you? on the Slack. The Get Fresh crew I'm fighting with, Eric. Because they said they liked that. or didn't like something you got offended? They actually said that, like, this is bullshit and i'm not even going to attempt to read it and i said well you're going to miss out on the big book and and then they kept just saying to me like i don't care it's not the big book you can't convince me of it and i said well if you're not reading it i guess i can't but that was the big deal if it is the big preamble preview not uh, only is it the big book possibly but all those other big books that you've read for the last 35 years it also says that that didn't happen the way you think it happened with that i think that what the play is again joshua williamson saying i gotta do something not that it doesn't go the way you thought it actually seems like it was all just a setup for this. Those were the preambles as well. All those things, they weren't big like my story. For Listen the most here, part, folks. This is what everybody does. The I next know. event, they're just going to say all the other things were tied. That's what, I mean, Scott Snyder ends up tying in all that Grant Morrison stuff and all that to try to get his. So does now this. you're trying to up it. But with that, I, I when we get to it, I'll, I will discuss a little bit, you know, what's going on. And I think that this is one of those stories where. You didn't have enough time to really, you know, you love the events that you didn't even know they were events a year ahead of time. You end up reading comics and hints are being thrown for two years even. Oh, where, the oh idea my where God. you just have little name drops here and there that like eventually tie into this whole bigger big thing and bigger and on. bigger. Though that's awesome, oh, right? Yeah, I love that. Can't do that now. It, the way that the landscape is, there's no time and they have to get shit going. And I think that we're seeing that with this whole infinite frontier where they did kind of twiddle their thumbs. I mean, the whole idea of coming out of death metal, all that should have been those two months instead of Future State. Even if you like Future State, whatnot, you should have set up tons Boy, of I stuff hope there. You've been getting pretty much nothing else but Future State preamble. Yeah, that's true. Right. Again, now. I'm seeing the sales. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we're not going to get to that just yet. We're talking about Detective Comics number 1051. First, the whole weekly event, The Shadows of the Bat, The Tower. 80 other names i don't know i have part five jim i have a name for it but it's it's a little worse than what you think but yes it's written by mariko tamaki with art by max rayner luis guerrero ariana mayer and then we also have the boy back up eric the what house do you mean of the house of gotham yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a minute but the whole deal with why have this we been whole... calling it the boy this entire time when because the that's what he is the, cover, the boy House of Gotham. I know. I I always end up saying House of Gotham as well. But the boy is what it is. Everybody knows what we're talking about. The boy who, when we get to it too, it's the Forrest Gump of people. And it's the superhero Forrest Gump. This kid meets everybody and seems to be oblivious. He's going to start running. 
I don't know, Eric. He's going to end up, you know, eating ice know. cream. It's like, it's like the, I like the idea. He's going to start running. I don't know. It's like the idea that you've never seen Forrest Gump. I Only just know he runs, secondhand. right? He's there. And he's like, you know, Clayface going to tell him how to make different shrimp Lieutenant Dan shows up. Shrimp I mean, dip. really. No, that would be the best where it's <laughs> instead of that, he's there with Clayface, which he has had an interaction with. It's yeah. like Clayface is like. I could turn myself into this. I could turn myself. He's just Bubba. He's the Bubba. Yeah, he's the Bubba. But uh, yeah, he ends up being uh, like the most connected kid you've ever seen. Everybody knows about him, yet nobody will say his name. It drives me nuts at this point. I know that's the big reveal and the big secret, but somebody's got to just slip it out and say, hey, Chucky, there's something. I don't know, but. I, I just like to imagine for some reason, they just got to slip it out and say, hey, Chucky, now this has become a sexual assault against a child in my mind. Well, it, it's getting kind of a little sus anyway. But with that, slip it you out. end hey, up Chucky. This, this issue starts out with Psycho Pirate. And it's funny to me where the on the Psycho cover. Pirate? You have Psycho Pirate Keskase, Eric. Oh, my God. That's a joke. You end up where a psycho pirate is hiding out in what appears to be a uh, suitcase. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, Getting a small suitcase a or a small giant, trunk. It's a big giant trunk. He's hiding in there doing his best so John Cena. You don't see me. He's doing all this stuff as a plane comes into Gotham. And he ends up hooking up with his old friend, Toby. Toby Ware. Tobias Ware? Yeah. And, he, and when Toby ends up saying, hey. You know me, you know, you get in this con. Thanks for coming here. You're on the run. I get this, but this is a big score we're going to do. Someone's going to find me, Toby. He's like, they're going to find me, almost alluding to the idea of dark side and the stuff from Infinite Frontier. Not even just like the idea, like, people are, they're not even people, Toby. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, is when you think of that, you can say that, okay, you're not going to get much more. That's it. That's That's the connection. But with that, I just infinite frontier. I just imagine. First off, I wish they put that, but also the idea where I could just imagine where Darkseid's like, "Holy, where do he goes to Gotham and he's knocking on the front door of the Arkham Town? I know he's in here." Missing person posters putting all the freaking like uh, stapling the the telephone poles. You see him going door to door, people just shaking. Have you seen this pirate? (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious! I just imagine Darkseid coming for him in this part. Darkseid has other things to get involved with, but. You do Does have some anymore? things here. Well, maybe not when we get to the next book. But in that, you end up having him say, and I mean, Toby, say to Psycho Pirate, Roger, hey, Roger, listen, you know me. We were childhood friends. You know me a long time. And it does seem to point back to that flashback that we ended yes. up having. We've only had one thing from him being uh, a kid. Even then, the weird story. Yeah. This is, yeah, and this is where I kind of get. You know, annoyed a bit with Tamaki and the things when he says that, that brings it up, that brings up that flashback. Remember, the flashback wasn't like the start of a kid who's going to be a, a long con guy. It was the it start was, of a kid who hated the mentally inept. Yeah, but then that seemed to be the tie in of why he's here, but then that gets wiped away because it isn't, and it felt weird. Is it though? Because the thing is, he's willing to con and not help all these people because he doesn't give a fuck about people with mental disorders. This is my problem, and me and you were arguing before, you know, me and you. Before this, do. we don't know anything about Toby Ware, Tobias Ware. And he says, you know me, I've never had a con go wrong. So what were his other cons? Because like you said, specifically, this one ties into that flashback. But what about the other how many there were? Were there 20? Were there three? Is he well, how Danny many Ocean? Have been? He's never got, had a con go wrong. No, he hasn't had a con go wrong. But that's why I said the idea or a conga line go wrong. He's very good on cruise ships. But when you end up with this, though. That that tie into I hate mentally ill people and all that seems like he puts that aside and then the con here doesn't seem as 
connected to that, but still. Well, and he doesn't even need to be connected to that. That was just kind of his origin story about when he was, was a kid like and his a mother was. It was like a weird swerve. It was just there to kind of make him connect with the Arkham Tower at that point, but then it's pushed aside in my mind. But with that, the flashback, he did end up having this friend that we can kind of maybe guess was Roger, but he called him Robert then. Maybe we'll see that he changed his name at some well, yeah, point. Yeah, I'm telling but you, I, criminals like this, they have a bunch of aliases. Hell, this guy would go on to call himself a psycho pirate. Exactly, but I didn't ever think that he pseudonym. was involved in that. And again, it goes back to this whole deal, especially Gotham psycho heroes pirates and villains. a lot of different stuff. God, que say? Uh, you end up where these people in Gotham, boy, they're, they're connected more than the Star Wars universe. Everybody grew up with that guy and that girl and well, trained really with them and all so, that. I really hope so, honestly, because this is a city as opposed to a galaxy. Well, it is, but still, it is weird to have these, and we have been annoyed on other books, especially the Batman book, about that, and then you just throw everybody this Everybody knows in. everybody, and that's the whole thing. That expands it more than Gotham City, because this is people from around the world that just happen to know everybody for whatever story we happen to be talking about. Yeah, and so it seems as if he called Roger there, because that's part of the con, but it almost feels like he's just springing it on him here. It, this was an odd play here, but... He ends up showing that he still can control people's emotions. This poor Sandy. Well, Sandy ends up where she's like, hey, you know, make her happy. This girl's dancing. They're like, she should work the pole on the weekend, Eric. I'm being hateful here. But you end up having that go on, and then you just go from there. Okay. And you say, well, hey, this is a weird we're situation because is the, did Psycho Pirate come back to Gotham to find Toby to look for a place to stay? Did he, in fact, go to Toby's, who looks like he's hiding out in an abandoned house, or did he call Toby to come meet him in an abandoned That's house? That's what I'm because saying. We don't know. On the, on the outside of this, it also a spray paint. Knife lady lives. I'm like, is this Anna Volshin's house? But that's the weird thing, and I thought this doesn't seem like it's because Anna Volshin was already, like, it seemed like a, a done deal. She was in prison for a bit, yeah. and what I wanted to see was, take the timeline back a well, little bit. this is bit. months ago. Yeah, but I'm saying she had been in jail it it couldn't have just been, you know, that she killed that first family for months ago, got in jail and whatever. It seemed like that thing with Huntress was a while back before Batwoman. Beer State or Batwoman, I'm sorry, where that was. So I don't think that's the case, but maybe you're tying. Take it years ago where at one point he ended up hooking up with Psycho Pirate because I wouldn't mind having this actually be an evolution and have her mind wiped or warped a bit by Psycho Pirate. But I don't know that that can really you think connect with that the timeline. that Sandy right here is hanging out Tobias Ware might be Anna Volshin? No, I don't think it is. Okay. I'm saying no. There's no possible way in my mind the timeline doesn't work. I wish it could. I wish that it was that. I wish that he actually did Well, you shut your goddamn mouth because I already told you my idea for a story and you're well, shutting I too know, close to it. Well, I know. That was part of your story. But I think that that would have been a really good swerve here. Dick's but it day. doesn't seem to be. She's just there. But the knife lady lives, it all like points to something bigger nice or whatever. Nice lady but, lives. Yeah, so you end up, it's just to show that As you, you can spray paint on all murder houses in your neighborhood. That's what I do, right? So, and they, they might as well put it outside they did it our my house. house no. Yeah, so you go down to the underneath Gotham to the cave and everybody's sitting around. And I, I did see some people complain, and I agree that a lot of standing around for the Bat family as they just discuss things instead of Mariko Tamaki actually showing it. They talk about the uptick in numb on the streets. And it does say numb specifically. Yes. It's sky high in the kind of numbers we've never seen. It's deadly. It's more potent than anything we've never seen. We don't really even know. If I asked you, it's deadly. like you say numb, but it's more potent. Like yeah. the idea, we should know exactly what this numb does to somebody, even if it is just oxy times. T- the thing is, for the most part, it's called numb. I think I got an understanding. 
you have that, but does it make you numb like a PCP? It does that Pink Floyd song. No, I'm saying, does it make you like your like PCP? We saw, you know, the faces of death. That guy was getting shot. He kept coming at you. Like, does it do I that? I don't want to talk about does that. Does it make your mind go numb and you can't remember things? Or does it just like uh, you, you pass out and die? I imagine it makes you feel good like most drugs well, that you want to take. That's the thing then. The idea of it, it's more potent than any drug in Gotham distributed this widely. It's killing people. We need to shut it down now. Just like but, the idea, like, oh, my God, the, the, there's an uptick in our city of the drug called knife eyes, which makes you feel like you have knives piercing your eyeballs. I'm like, I don't think you have an uptick of that. I think you're I a could liar. end up, I'm like, I could say right here, it's like, oh, my God, me and you are right now. Oh, man, that giggle puss, it's hitting the streets. And I need, I that was called we, teardrops. And, and so when, with that, this gets me back to fear state and stuff that I have been complaining a lot about. And I think that it's something that a lot of writers are leaving go. You want to make a big story, but you only have people talk about things. It, it would better serve you to see that drug, see the streets, see what it's affecting, see how this is going on. But it only takes one deal. We end up, well, I'm saying, though, they're saying in the streets, people are, it's the worst in Gotham. We ended up where we had the drug Icarus in the flash book. They showed one panel. I think that's worse. Of a guy burning up. And we'll never forget that. Drug that drug it makes you run fast until you burn to death in spontaneous human combustion. I'm like, that might be a worse drug than and, number And I mind. think that the reason why we remember that, though, is we actually saw some shocking. asshole burn up and it was shocking. We're not seeing anything with this. And then right, just, just saying. Just imagine, numb is just like that video I think I sent you months ago of that guy filming Kensington in Philly. Okay. But with that, though. That's but, a problem. You know, how much is, you know, the, like they, they get it. Like you said, if it makes you feel good. To the point where you're like, oh, my God, you, you start guzzling, you can't control it, whatever. But they're just saying there in underneath the sewer, we got to stop it now. But nobody's doing anything about it. They are trying to get in, but they already know party crashers, things like that. But then, of course, because it's the Bat family and Mariko Tamaki, they, they can't really find the headquarters. They, they can't quite get to it. But again, they're not stopping the di- distribution. It seems nobody's does that, mentioning does anything. Does that add less to the Bat family or more to the party crashers in their organization? I don't know because these party crashers don't look that great. They, they, they look like a bunch of power goof, suits. They look like a bunch of goofballs. Uh, yeah. And even then, maybe that would be a tie-in to maybe they got some of the leftover shit for the year of the villain would be cool. But no, I, I think that Rico Tomaski. You know, 90s pouch belts and like, you know, leg straps. In all these Bat books recently, nobody in the Bat family can ever figure out anything. They're always a step behind. And are they stopping the people who are selling on the streets? And I know that you could go with, well, you stop the drug dealer. That doesn't stop the problem. But are they doing doing anything? Because they just say we have to stop it now, but we don't even know what that means. What we know they are doing is infiltrating the tower, the Gotham, the Arkham Tower, because they know it's coming out of here. Yeah, and so with that, though, you could end up with what little you do know. You might be able to get something going on with it being shut down a bit, Uh, but they don't. They just say, oh, man, we can't find their headquarters. We know it's coming from the the tower. uh, And I don't know, and then say out of nowhere. You have the the bat micro cave in the sewer underground, but even more underground, you have the Gotham underground where the party crashers headquarters are. I'm telling you, they're right next door. They're there. Barbara says. Just knock on your floor, Barbara. Barbara says we have to move out of here. 
the micro caves might be discovered, all this, and then you end up stepping oh, construction coming through. And then step and she's like, I'm trying to put up the red tape. It's funny because at first I thought physically she was out with tape. I'm like, I okay, I get it. But the idea, I think she really wants to leave because I don't know, these party guys next door, they're always blaring kid rock. And they want to get out of there But you end up Even that seemed weird Like this out of nowhere This is your basement You know out of nowhere Yeah we got to get out of here and I'm, I'm, what, is, what does that do for the st- Because we haven't really seen much going on there anyway Maybe that's the way where they start moving out I could just imagine moving day Dick gets the pizza They go And then they just run straight into Well the honestly I hope they make a gigantic story About them moving out of the microwave to other digs Because then you can do the Billy Joel moving out song Yeah you could I just think that it's such a weird. And then when Steph says, plus this place stinks, that right away, the, the light bulb went off with the idea that Anna Volsian, for one little bit of an issue, said, what's that smell? I had the smell, but it hasn't really said All of that a sudden, since. Now that you say that, because we talked about it for a while, it just takes me back to Tyler Durden after freaking Edward Norton shot himself in the face. And then you had the... What's that smell before Tyler Durden died? I'm like, oh, shit, what is that now? Is that a psychosis she's going through? And the weird thing, I think that it was, I think at points, and this is my problem with this whole story, I think things are being left behind, and then you get more story on top of stuff that isn't. We that said last the movies. We said last issue that we thought mouth monsters were really involved. I said I, I was going to wait, but yet you see control and not control here, and it's definitely just straight up psychopirate. He has no problems controlling an avulsion and huntress well, so he, he has he has kind of problem because he passes out trying well, he to passes out, but that's not a mouth monster when he wakes up they all pass out but the idea that them. like he lost control though before just with an avulsion it seemed like it was a problem because it was outside and also huntress having visions of only we find out only of mouth monsters and saw an avulsion yeah but we don't the see that mark. here and them doing this and also the idea of him only losing an avulsion he didn't just lose just an avulsion that's just we only saw her we didn't right. see other people being controlled at the time where he ended up. He didn't and have the mask. Maybe he never lost Anavulsion. Maybe he just lost the mouth monster. No, I, he, he said he was distracted. He wasn't paying attention. And now he does it again where completely passes out. This is the second time. When, when you end up having him just completely pass out, and then you have Toby come in and like, what are you doing now? What, what the hell? I got to wake you up. It's been over two weeks, man. I'm a little tired. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's having problems. Also, I don't know why you're giving him drugs involved. They, they look like why. the deal, but. Pet pills, Jim. Well, still, it, it's not With enough for him. With all those energy drinks and uppers around him, he has to keep control. Yeah, yeah. So he's it, having it, problems. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I think the last time when he did it's like say. like meth head riddler now. And, and the last time he did say, well, you, they were asleep. I thought I could, you know, just walk away. And you you have the monitors. You can see. That's all I think that it is. He's just. But why did Hunters have the visions of the anabolsians? I just. That's because. You end up having only one thing that Mariko Tamaki has for Huntress. When the you visions. specifically went back to say that, oh, I still have these mouth monster visions. Yeah, it's weird. Like I said, that I think that that I said it then. I think that that was just forced in. I really do. I think that that was forced in. And we don't we have not seen anything in five issues that even hints that she has a mouth monster or eye worm or anything like that. We except may for find out. Huntress having visions of her. Yeah, again, though, but that even changed. Going into this at one point it seemed like she was Seeing visions from anybody and then all of a Sudden it was yeah because remember at One point didn't she even see some stuff With her frag it's all messed Up but with that you end up Having psycho pirate pass Out with this whole deal going Down and again You want you have Toby Setting up a con he wants To get this huge check I want to Use the slogan for Nakano 
no fat check without a fact check, Eric. That's what I say. But it's a little hard to you say. You end up here. I like it, though. But well, you end a up where hard he, to hear from you, I he guess. needs Nakano to sign the check. Well, he ends up having Chase Meridian, Dr. Chase Meridian, who Batman even approved to be there to see if they're on the up and up. She hasn't been able to do anything, really. Because she wants to talk to Dr. Ocean. You're never going to get that. Dr. Ocean is Psycho Pirate. He's hidden up in the thing. You would expect that eventually Chase Meridian will bust into that office. It's and such see a weird that idea, too, because room, right? well, the thing is, it's an awful room. It's got Doritos and fucking soda cans, energy drink cans everywhere, pill bottles everywhere. But I really just want, like, this, this is a con game where you have to put on a persona. You have to act a certain way to get what you want from people. And everything is at stake right now with Psycho Pirate Key Control, which is a very big thing. Maybe we have to do something to the side, like outside of this part of the con where Dr. Chase Meridian is the linchpin to make sure that Nakano will, like, she has to sign off on this Arkham Tower for Nakano to sign the check to give it to Tobias Ware. Maybe put fucking Roger Hayden in a suit, like, you know, and just, while he's there, like, and then out of nowhere, put on the mask and say, you know, since it's more than emotions now, it's more like mind manipulation than just emotion manipulation to say, forget I was here, bitch. Sign the paperwork. And then with that, and I know what you're saying, but the idea of this huge score, Right. I think you could hire a actor for 50 bucks, maybe. I mean, hire a guy for $10,000 to come in dressed as a suit. Hey, all you have to, it's like the Mandalorian. You have them sit in the office and they go, even Roger, now. Uh, right on, Roger. Um, Tobias does not have a lot of friends in low places that can act like they come from high places. He seems to have connections that they can do something. It may not. Look, he is burning his bridges left and right here. Okay, here's here's the deal, though. You end up where, and, and again, you're jumping through hoops here, but you don't, you can do this still. I mean, she has not met Dr. Ocean. It does not have to be Psycho Agreed. Pirate. You can get somebody to come in. When they come in, Psycho Pirate's cuckolding the shit in the, the, the closet I think and ends up mind controlling her to be excited, signs the thing, gets done. I you're just already don't done. know how smart, like the thing is, I, I know you can do research and do different things, but... You need somebody in here who has the credentials and knowledge of what you've already no, said you, Dr. No, Ocean that's the does. Thing. You've Where already he, set up that. Nobody knows Psycho Pirates Dr. Ocean. Dr. Ocean as a character is already set up. No, no, I'm you saying, don't have though, to the add idea anything. of Dr. Ocean himself and who he is and what he's doing with his ma- magical cure with all these different freaking, you know, prescriptions, different things. When Dr. Chase Meridian comes to talk to him, I'm sure she's going to have questions that only somebody with this kind of knowledge is going to be able to answer. You're going to use Psycho Pirate on her anyway, so it, you don't need to do anything. And I don't know, in my, like, you you end up Cardboard Box Factory, you know some Cardboard Box Factory workers. A con probably knows some other cons. Uh, he is a con man. He said he has run a lot of cons. There's got to be somebody in the past that he's like, oh, this guy will be good for this. This guy will be there. Here's Dr. Ocean. Oh, you um, need somebody to sit there at a desk. He doesn't even have to say anything. The minute she walks in, he's going to mind control her. Why aren't they doing that already? They're, they're, it's, it's ridiculous because all that gets pushed aside anyway, and it's it's null and void. They invite Nakano here, and mind whammy him. He goes off to write the check, so all this was just wasted time. The only reason that Meridian's there is she's going to reveal and find out Psycho Pirate. She's going to be pissed when, and I'll tell you what I think will happen. The check is signed, and she flips out. That was not the plan. You were supposed to wait for my deal, Ivan. And fuck it. I'm going in. I'm finding Dr. Ocean. Psycho Pirate's going to be in the corner with his pills and shit coming out of his mouth. Probably like all that 
Dorito and Cheetos, you know, th- that dust all over them and stuff. That's all I think it is. Angel because dust. You're, you're playing with the idea that Psycho Pirate in this, and like you said, Psycho Pirate has been wacky a lot of times that he comes Every in. Every time. But you're playing the idea of a con when you seemingly can end that con within a day with Psycho Pirate and what he does here. You didn't have to go through any of these other steps. But invite Nakano right there. Boom, excited, sign check, I'm out. And then you don't have to deal with anything else. Even with that, you end up having all this twist and turn, and then you get that drug thing. And like I said, the numb we don't know about, and I still I kind of thought, maybe some people already thought of this, the numb is actually just being sent to Arkham. I don't think this is ever, like we thought at one point, oh, they're using all the painkillers from Arkham and sending it out. I don't think there's ever been legit medicine coming in. I think that that medicine is 100% always this numb being made somewhere, an illegal, illicit drug that this is the con is to use the tower to have a way to, you know, ship it in. It's shipping in in plain sight where they say it's a miracle cure. We can't tell you what it is. Give it off to the party crashers and now Penguin because they're not using it anyway. They're they're actually using the I imagine it's, it's the hospital's prescription pills and stuff like that that are being sent out, like sedatives or something like that because it's just – and give it a cool nickname. Like how you stamp an e-pill. Then why is it more potent than any drug in Gotham distributed ever? Oh, because ever? it's medical. Yeah, but that's but that's not the case because the medical stuff, like you're saying the stuff that like we're it's like talking. Why is government weed better? Because well, it's that's government, government weed. weed, but the government OxyContin is OxyContin. This is made by a factory. They don't make extra special. You do when you put a Mitsubishi stamp on that. Well, egg. if you're going to end up going and on my my con, it's not going to be anything different than what was probably on the streets already. This has to be something different. They spell it out. It's way more potent. It's it's, it's you know everybody's into this shit. Even this I'm shit is, it there. This shit is better than what Jimmy's making in his basement. Well, and and so it, it ends up like, is it like I would have aspirin? I'm like, hey, this is called numb. That doesn't make it more potent. I, I think that. We're going to find out that he has connections, drug deal, and his whole plan was, where? how can I, in plain sight, ship in a drug that nobody would ever... Because remember, too, when he ended up having the press conference, and Deb Donovan said, well, you have these drugs. What are they? There's nothing listed. And he's like, well, we're, we're still... I can't tell you that yet. It's because they're illegal drugs. They're not the... Regular drugs, you would never have to, to pretend. I'd, I'd imagine. Well, the thing is, this miracle drug is not like, you know, a miracle drug because you can say it's tested on all these other things because it's a legal drug. For what Dr. Ocean is supposedly doing, it's all a psycho pirate mindfuck. You can't say that, though. But, no, with that, that's how you can bring in a drug without any sort of cra- – it could be a crazy – you're not giving it to the patients anyway. So you get away with it by saying – Oh, it's this experimental miracle drug that works. Look at it. Look at the results. That's what we're going. Results, results. And Deb Donovan said there's nothing on the books of what this drug is. If this was just regular painkillers, that it'd be on the books. You wouldn't have to make that ruse. You would just say. And again, I think that his whole play is to use the thing. They're getting shipments in. People are just like, well, that's that medical drug for the crazy house. And they let it through. And it's not what they're, you know, what they usually get. It's it's the actual numb. I I, I would be surprised if we don't end up seeing hospital something. Hospital grade sedatives. Yeah, but hospital grade sedatives are what is on the streets here in Quakertown. You, you know what I mean? It's not like Where? you get anything less <laughs> Tell than. Me. The, but that it's the same. I mean, a sedative in the hospital is the same as a sedative that you would get anywhere else. You just have pills with different. You know, up the you know milligrams and stuff. So I don't think that this is the just the idea milligram. of 
man, we don't even know what this is. I well, it's actually oxycontin, but it's like eighty milligram. I think this is something completely you call that different. Numb. Yeah, I think this is completely different. Uh, but with that, again, I think that the con is, and you see that you have also mixed with an antipsychotic a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's still that would be something that usually. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but people do regularly steal drugs from pharmaceutical companies, sure and and so I don't think this would be something that would be. Oh my God, this is newer than the stuff that was. So we'll see. But the idea. You think, and I think that the swerve here is when you end up having them sell to both the party crashers and Penguin, they end up pissed because both of them got half a shipment of salt pills. And you think that he's trying to double dip. He is cutting this shit like you do any any kind of drug dealer goes and tries to, you know, make money elsewhere outside of the freaking, you know, and he's cutting it more than he's supposed to and keeping the rest for himself so he can sell it to the Penguin. When you cut that, you rarely will ever have somebody cut pills. You know why? Because if you have a full salt pill, it doesn't do shit. If mm-hmm. you cut shit into the cocaine... Look, I've taken pills that didn't do shit either. That's the thing, but that's because you're an addict. You end up where you usually will cut cocaine. Yeah. You're just adding it so... It, and a bunch it's, of different stuff. But that's the thing, though. Most of the time, you're adding that extra, even pot or whatever. And people find out, and that's why they go people after and cut the balls People do find off. out, but a lot of times you get away with it. Why people keep doing it is because you still have some cocaine in it. You still have some pot. It's just, oh, man. And you know how it would play out. I'm not even a guy who does drugs or ever talked to a drug dealer knowingly. Probably talk to him all the time. I (laughs) I just talked to Tanya earlier. But the idea would be, oh, man, oh, that didn't work as well as before. Oh, shit. The guy said that there was like a weird shipping. You could get out of it. No, no. You get pissed if you want your money back. you do. Because it didn't work as much. Or the party crashes. You end up just getting screwed or going to a different dealer. If you end up, if you think that somebody's going to cut things in and it's, it's cutting in, if you're going to give somebody full out a bag of flour and say it's cocaine, then you're a moron. And this is the People idea it where the time. it's yeah, like when you put oregano in a baggie. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be a moron. No, the thing is, he's not a moron, but this is a we want to call it the long con, but it's more of a short con because he plans on getting out of here as soon as that check is signed. So he's going to double dip as much as he can with the party crashes, the penguins. This is the big final score. And he wants to freaking go out. And here's style. the deal. This is the thing. He doesn't know when he's going to be able to get out. This seems to be now as things are already going wrong and he's doing this, I think. And when you see the boxes, they're just, you know, labeled with medical symbols and things. Like I said, I think that they come in. I think that he's straight up been giving because we see them giving pills to the patients. I think those are the salt pills and the idea of the idea. He mixed up the, the boxes and hopefully it's tied in with the idea that Mark, the party crasher, has been setting up. Hey, okay, here's our shipment. I hide this. They said he was the guy who was t- he's dead. So I think that this is you know he's getting stretched thin. He well, let us know the at wrong home, thing. folks. What do you think? Do you think Tobias Ware is a victim of circumstance, or do you think he's greedy and double I think dipping? That he ends up because the idea where you would and you could say, well, he's greedy, but again, we don't know his other cons. If we actually had a flashback, well, I bet they're money of a, based. Well, yeah, but did he? Why would he now fuck this up? Like, did he keep? Is he one of those guys who almost always fucks up? Is he a guy who no, the messes thing is, up? I think he is planning on getting out soon. Like, he keeps talking about Nakano's going to sign this freaking check. And even, even says it in this issue that, all right, Nakano's on board. He's going to sign this check. And, like, he plans on getting out soon because now he's been found out by not only the party crashes, but the penguin as well that he has been double dipping. He's going to get his balls cut off and get killed. I see him at, you at 24 this, hours. I see him at this Shit. point. He thinks that shit's already gone wrong. I don't know why he'd even make more of a problem for himself because Psycho Pirate already. He's trying to get out now. Well, I'm saying that to get out, though, 
He set up barriers through that. And now the only thing that he does here is now when things had got screwed up, now he has to get out because things got all messed up and he has to just go to Nakano, which throws away any sort of importance of Chase Meridian. And like I said, I I Chase Meridian, I just think, is just here as a name drop to get fans excited. The idea of this is... He wasn't the one that seemed to be giving the pills directly to the party crashers. It seemed to be Mark. I don't think Mark, a brother of some of the party crashers, would have been double dipping or even been involved if he knew that. It just happens where just this one time it's messed up. And it's weird that it's not like, oh, my God, we realize you've been doing this all along, whatever. It's just this one time where he decides to start doing that after the guy who was there for the, the you know, getting it. And it seems like it's just off the off the truck right to the party crashers uh the idea of being you know uh greedy i think is going to the penguin but i don't think that you would necessarily think okay i'm gonna fuck the penguin like right away and, and do that i think that it got messed up i think that we'll find out that there's been salt pills for all of the people and things like that no no i agree you, oh, the, the patients are getting the salt pills there's no reason to give it to them when you are a control of them through psycho pirate but the rest i'm like he was giving them pills, and then he decided to cut those pills with soul pills because he wanted to take the, the remaining amount and sell it to the penguin. Well, you're saying that, but I think that the idea is, and that might be the case, but why then screw the penguin as well? Because, because you, he didn't, like, he's, he's using 50-50 now. You know what I'm saying, have a, though, a, a 100%. You, end up, you end up selling the party crashers. Penguin gets a hold of you. I need some of this. You, you only have a, a, a supply. You say, I only have this amount to give you. I'm going to have a fuck the party crashers because they're you know nothing but oh, i i, I don't know why you, i could screw you over too and get the same amount of well, money well that's the thing you're saying that again like, a like con man in this though it seems like at this point he's going to get out with with that like he wants to get the hell out without any i don't i think it's going too far without knowing the character and what he usually does that seems like a stupid play for somebody who says i never mess up a con I, I think that it is it, it's gone wrong because he has got psycho pirate involved and has gone, you know, with this weird thing with the, the tower and things like that. Because psycho pirate is not keeping himself together. We'll see. All this is us just saying, because yeah. with that psycho pirate passes out, he passes out and the whole place goes nuts. Everybody sure is just immediately. It almost looks like it's already day 27. It's only day 18 for this. And they're like this little preamble to the actual you know, uh, the freaking assault on Precinct 13 situation or like the tower heist that we're going to have with Anna Volsham and the rest of the crazies. Yeah, and uh, yeah, even before that, you get that weird little thing where you want to set up that Nakano might have some emotions that he wants these things to work out. Because remember, Psycho Pirate seems to kind of go by your emotion. It's not real spelled out, but when he leaves, he wants this thing to be true because it might help his wife. And I think that that's the time why he gets so excited and while Psycho Pirate is able to, you know, control his emotions about that to sign that check. But yeah, all oh, hell breaks loose. Everybody's going. Anna Volshin, she's running around. She does end up, and we'll see if it plays out. She calls, she knows Dick Grayson is Nightwing and part of the Bat family. I don't know how or what that's tied into. I just think that maybe that was a bit of a mistake. Well, I don't the know. The whole thing, too, where Huntress leaves her, like, you know, therapy session with Dr. Chase Meridian and goes and protects her from Nero 19 is coming along the lines. We talked about this before and it didn't even dawn on me the idea of her saying, I have to remember this after she beats the crap out of this guy. I took it as 
you know, this is her idea that I do want to be Huntress. I'm good at this. I like the feeling. I think it's more that she has to remember this feeling about what she's doing because when she gets back under the control of Psycho Pirate, she's going to forget yeah, how but good I, this feels. You know, she doesn't even know that she was under the control of Psycho Pirate. I know, at this but point, for some though. reason, I think that like once everything changed, Maybe. like everybody else, they realize, oh my god, and I have to remember this. She looks, but again, that might not happen because Psycho Pirate seems to wipe their mind by the end. So. I guess that that won't happen. Maybe if you say before you remember, you will. She looks at her hands like it's Jason Bourne or like Total Recall, which made me laugh. But yeah, when he ends up stopping this, he tells them all to sleep and forget. So I don't know, you know, the powers that they're dealing with and going with all of that. So, and even when he falls over, you get Nick, uh, no, Nakano, uh, Toby run in. Toby Ware goes and grabs the mask and puts it on Psycho Pirate so he can control them again. And yeah. Ends up stopping and even Dick Grayson now. So why wasn't he controlled before? It's a weird deal. Uh, but yeah, it ends with them falling asleep and maybe getting their mind wiped. I don't know, but everybody went asleep. Well, and the weird the idea of the mind wipe is like you put them under such a psychosis of you know happiness, numbness, whatever. They don't care. No, but he says forget, forget, yeah. forget. So they're not going to remember. But again, that's the whole thing that we talk about with the difference of you know psycho pirates powers. Because every time somebody wants to write psycho pirate, they give him. Kakamami new powers that go beyond just the emotional idea of this. So now it's like, what emotion are you feeling? Forgetful. Yeah, it's not an emotion. Or sleepy. Yeah. Oh, that's my emotion. It's not an emotion. Honestly, these are some of my emotions. It's weird when you have them fall down. It almost feels like you've gassed. Like the, the art makes it seem like they gassed the, the lunchroom, though, as well. But it, I, it just is probably just a bunch of the, the dust being kicked up. But. Yeah, they fall asleep. But again, why now is Nightwing suddenly part of it? Or is this just a blanket deal? I think it's a blanket deal. I I just, I don't know. Like I said, you have the idea that the powers change a lot when he comes up. But at one point, this guy could control three Earths full of people. And even like after that Metropolis at one point, I saw even on just like a brief Wikipedia. Like if you go to Psycho Pirates Wikipedia for Roger Hayden, what his powers are, because you and I were discussing this that I just brought up. Like, I just need to see everything they have listed here. It, like, we complain about, you know, uh, Michael C- uh, Conrad and Becky Cronin's Wonder Woman because it seems that for everything that Dead Man does in her, their Wonder Woman series, it's like they've never heard of Dead Man before and just give him all these off-the-wall crazy powers. And that is essentially the entire run of any writer who's worked on Psycho Pirate because every time he seems to show up, he has the most amazing, ridiculous powers. You have. Motherfucker turned himself into a Legion flight ring at no, one I point. No, I know. The idea, though, is that up until this point, of the things that I've read from Mariko Tamaki, I'm, I'm not convinced that she knows a ton of the stuff with DC or anything with that or is even concerned with it. So I think that she might be getting away because of that. It'd be like me doing the Speed Force and just making up shit because I don't know. And honestly, you can. Because it's all anybody does. But is it me using it in a way like I realize that and doing it? Or is this because I would rather, usually in stories, and I wish that this was the case in this, where Mariko Tamaki has done nothing to actually explain or set up Psycho Pirate. He shows up, and it's just this this issue, but we even had before of him in the background and stuff like that. He shows up in a suitcase telling people not to see him. Then he goes and makes a girl He's dance. He's on the run. And away we go. And I need my buddy don't... Tobias Ware's help to make sure that the dark side don't find me. There's not even a point where you end up really getting the you know idea, if you were fresh into this, that you would even know what that Medusa mask is or that's what oh, ends no, up doing it. you don't talk about that at all. And I wish that that was because that's what makes it. It's the Medusa mask that does the shit and makes it wonky. I wish that it was spelled out a little more and she could I, end up is, telling sometimes, people. Sometimes, yes. 
I enjoy that. But like what we had with the last issue, number like 1050 with Mark Wade's backup of like what the Batman Superman story is going to be where you had the over the top exposition from Mattel. This is red kryptonite. And you know what? Every time you're exposed to it, it does something differently, Superman, in case you don't know this. I'll explain this this way, Eric. Like I said earlier about the numb. I wish that the idea was they said, we don't know where this numb's coming from. It's uh, explained it a tiny bit more, but they, I'm saying like, where is it shipping in or whatnot? Party crash headquarters. Oh, no, I'm saying where it's being manufactured because you could stop that now, then. You could go, if this is coming from whatever. Yeah. I mean, you you just blow the whistle on them. That that would end up shutting things down. They get shut down all the time for stuff like that. She gets pulled off the market immediately if there's one thing goes wrong with it. So I don't think they know anything with that. But I wish there was the explanation. We saw, again, we saw somebody, at least one family. This kid's like, Mom, Dad, and you end up like, even when we have, you know, crazy drugs, Jason Todd and stuff, and it's just straight up heroin, we still get to see. I would like to see it. What I would like, you don't need the full explanation, Psycho Pirate. I just want at one point for the mask to be there. and Oh, my God, give me the mask. I need the mask for my powers. Just uh, one quick little deal in the thing. So people who don't know Psycho Pirate will get that idea. And, you know, you don't. Like, even when Ware comes in at the end and like, oh, my God, Roger, the the Medusa mask. What are you doing? Even when we're talking about the idea, like the last time we saw Psycho Pirate in a regular series outside of like Infinite Frontier doing Omega Psycho Pirate stuff for Darkseid, we saw him in Tom King's Batman run who was making, you know, Gotham Girl crazy and shit like that with his powers. And then the idea, and how do you how do you make Gotham Girl better after that? Well, as Alfred told us in that, you have to hold the Medusa mask with a stick away from you and have three sessions of making you better afterwards. that's not the explanation. Right. That's the wonkiness. I'm telling you, though, but Which before that, does. Tom King explained what the Medusa mask was, and even at the fact that Batman took it later uh, for it to interact with the buttons, Eric. What does but that mean? Still, but it still gave you the idea that the power was at least coming from. I'm the just mask, saying yeah. people who's watching that were watching it, reading this, I don't know that they're getting. I even had some guy on the cover. I said. He's like, who's that? It even says his name on the cover, and they didn't even know her. Because nobody really knows. So I wish that it was more, you know, spelled out that way. But we go from there, Eric, to then the boy. The boy. The House of Gotham. The boy's story is, again, it's continuing the Forrest Gump-esque deal of the boy knows everyone. Everyone knows him. After being exposed to a gigantic amount of fear toxin in the previous issue, the boy has been inside Arkham Asylum for a while, making him, you know, completely not an accessory to the Scarecrow because he was dosed so much and made crazy for a while. Now he is... Yeah, not exonerated, but he is cured now. He's able to leave, and somebody has adopted him, which seems like a crazy idea. Here you are as a boy, a minor in Arkham Asylum because of what has been done to you, and somebody can just go and adopt you out of an asylum like this, and it turns out to be Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, it was weird because the idea originally, well, we'll take you here, then it kind of kind of swerves back that because at this point, he's kind of just committed. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had and to be. So, that's what Scarecrow said to make sure like nobody ex- made him an accessory yeah, with and him. and so that's why it makes no sense to adopt. I mean, they do say, like, oh, you have a clean bill. Of- well, he would have like, went this back point to a time, home I or like something. you then go to a home or yeah, something like that before you were adopted. Yeah, he would have went to a home at one point, but he, whatever. he's adopted. I did laugh because – and I, I wanted to make this sure I didn't say This adopt, huh? Yeah, <laughs> really. And they, he goes up to – and he has this one guy, and he's like, all right. Let me ask you a question. You crazy? No, no, no. I had some gas and stuff. It was it was toxin. I'm not crazy. Are you violent? Not really. Oh, shame. But here you go. I'm going to introduce you to who you're going to be with. And you go and you, you end up 
he goes out to this you know town car deal and the the window goes down and the thing is i want to say it's damien but i don't mean damien wayne it's straight up damien some from the omen from the omen looking kid whose actual name is elliot yeah elliot i'm like oh it's Damien. and then i thought i can't say that because i think damien wayne which he kind of looks like him as well but it's one of the kids that i always was think that was school. the play though for him to look like the kid damien so do I, and I, named I, damien I think so too this kid really looks like david but he ends up yeah Cobble you put a like, child in with black hair parted to the side and a little black suit. He's always going like to look like a smart little suit, little kid. Yeah, yeah smart little Eddie Christ. Yeah, like really. <laughs> oh my God! Look at you, you Eddie Christ. You dressed to the nines. You end up where? Yeah, that's the kid. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping he was bigger. Get in, kid. And it is the penguin, and he is you know hired by the penguin. It's more of a hiring than an adoption. Such a type weird idea, and, though, for what we have going forward. For everything we've seen of the boys so far, the scarecrow. No, actually, before that. Bruce Wayne looked at this boy and said, you're a special boy. I'm going to give you special toys. And then you have the scarecrow. You know what? You are a special boy, but I don't like that asshole Bruce Wayne showing you all this attention because it makes all the other kids hate you and they shouldn't hate you because you're a special boy. And now we have him out of Arkham Asylum and this boy, Elliot, who seems to be in the adoption home with him, but previously before all this, tells the penguin, you know what? Those are special ass boy. You need to adopt him and give him a job at the Iceberg Lounge. Especially, you say, shit, okay, let's go get that boy. Yeah, it's weird. And and then I start thinking the idea, I, because you're thinking it's Nero 19 or it's be something I, I, like honestly, that. Honestly, I don't know, because the thing is, for everything that we keep seeing about this boy being special and how everybody treats this boy. It seems like it would be Psycho Pirate in my mind. It seems so different, exactly, because um, it only makes me think about this weird reimagining. There was a character back in the 1970s when uh, DC acquired the captain marvel like you know like uh shazam stories and stuff like that and during this time we're like printing them like they were from the 1930s or 50s and stuff like that so you had that cc beck style uh, like style and stuff but they had a character in that run called um sunny sparkle i think his name was and this was a cat it was like they didn't say it but it was almost like he had a meta gene that made everybody like the shit out of him and thought he was the best boy ever and just wanted to give him the shirt off their back and there was so that was a character he was like everybody liked sunny sparkle and that's what it seems like with this oblivious ass kid who is afraid of batman or just that's doesn't like I'm, batman I'm, i think it's weird the play here because again, it is a backup to the tower story, the right. shadows of the bat is you know so you maybe all this connection that makes and, sense. And you would think like Nero, that's not working. But now is it the idea where again now you're fudging the deal where people kind of do get emotional. They love him. Everybody loves him. The when he sees it, it's you emotional. So special. And I so love is you. it without the Medusa mask even that he was? I don't know. And it's weird. Because of that play where they do seem to everybody smitten with them, or at least interested. And even when you end up having that, hey, you get, there's a toll in the hole here, guy. Like, he gets overly angry. Like, everybody's emotional. And maybe that, I, I don't know. But it's funny because what it does also remind me of, it's like Big Trouble in Little China. I'm expecting to go, he had red hair. It's like the green eyes. Like, you know, somehow we find out there's I not many redheads and got them. It's going to be a weird swerve because we we thought the idea that like where Tobias Ware and uh, Roger knew each other might have been from that one brief flashback that we had previously of uh, Tobias as a kid. Like like what do you, what about your mom? Fuck her. But that kid's name was Robert. I'm like is that supposed to be Psycho Pirate? Because his name like Psycho Pirate's name isn't Robert. So maybe that's just some other little ass hat kid. And this is the story of a young Roger Hayden who becomes who he is. 
you know, eventually getting the Medusa mask, but he'll eventually run into it with young Tobias wearing like, hey, kid, you want to go again, with Again, me? what's weird, I think that it's just going to end Fuck up being, I think it's going to be the same kid, and I think that it's just going to end up tying into that, and that Robert was just a misplay. Maybe somebody all got of a sudden some Tobias wears like, you know, I just had this grifter. I got all these weird Medusa masks, and Rod's like, hey, what if I combine them together? Why not? <laughs> Why not? And you end up having a Roger Hayden, a uh, psycho pirate. He doesn't cut. He's never like a lot of times evil, evil. He, he does get duped. He does get used a lot of times with the stuff. Unfortunately, Fuck that guy. most of the time he ends up being grabbed by people and they use him for bad things. But he's always usually frightened. He's all this. This kid's just walking around like he's Zoloff, Mr. Zoloff. Well, yeah, he's kind of like, like Forrest Gump. Without emotions. If you want to take it back to the idea of the New 52 psycho pirate, who was almost like an emotional vampire who fed on people's emotions, maybe it's because he lacks some here. Like, this could be just a new, gigantic reimagining of Roger Hayden. Even for in story. that, too, and I think it might be, and even in the, uh, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the reason why he ends up with the anti-monitor and stuff and wants to get because he wants to feel those emotions yeah. and that would play out well for somebody who is non-feeling i mean a guy who a doesn't psychopath. have any emotions would be like you said that vibe vampire type deal of wanting to feel him i think that that's He's what an it emotional is. Dracula. I, I think that that's all this is now and that's why you can't have any name drop i mean nobody like i said earlier slips up hey raj What's up, buddy? What's up, you know, everybody's just like, is that? I love the idea All that I it's always just call the him boy. Raj now. Yeah, and he's like, you end up one guy. Hey, hey, hey. You have it all. You got freaking reruns dancing around. Oh, my goodness. Turns out Tobias comes in. He says, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so with you, you might be playing this idea, too, is this would be very hokey by the end. The idea why they call him the boy is because, again, he's such a clean slate that he has nothing. And he's like, you keep forgetting his name. Yeah, it's the boy. But it's so weird. The boy. I would have been so upset. For how special everybody sees him to be. I don't think they forget his name. Well, I think that that's because maybe it's this emotional say. You know, he's making them and there's an aura. But again, how does that tie into a Medusa mask? If we get to that, we'll see. It'd be kind of funny, though. The boy. The boy. Oh, my goodness. And that's, I'll never remember this house of See you Agatha. next time, Raj. I will never. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> See you, Raj. Hi, hi, hi. Reruns, tape, and concerts, you know, Doobie Brothers. Nobody knows what I'm saying there. But look at look at the penguins all fancy with that that TV in there. <laughs> that thing. It, it, it does do a, like, way, a we, good we, way of we that. We actually talked more about the idea of who we think this is and why we think it would be this thing. But the whole idea of the, like, the penguin hiring you know, the boy here, want to give him a job, want to give him a place to stay. Actually give him the money to go out you know, and do his own thing before he has to start a shift, which is kind of fucked up because they didn't train him yet. But the idea like just go out and have fun. Like he doesn't even understand the idea of going out because he's been in an orphanage and then like, you know, Arkham Asylum for years now. And then the idea of this guy coming down the alley and just beating the crap out of him saying, like, you owe me money. And the penguin just being there and saying, what do you want me to do? You want me to let him, like, you know, be? And the kid said, yes, please let him be. And the penguin kicks this guy's ass and, like, you don't, you don't always get what you want, kid. Now let's That's go a back. good you lesson, a right? Boy. And so with that, here's the progression here. This is the idea because you could sit there and say, the hell is the penguin adopting this kid, right? So it, it ties in. Child labor. It ties in Elliot, though. Elliot said, he says, is this that kid you were talking about? So he's already, he glamored his ass up, right? So yeah. the kid keeps saying, I know this, you should get this kid, you should get this. I like him, I like him, I need friends, I'm going to turn into the Antichrist. So Penguin <laughs> goes, okay. Penguin goes and says, all right, kid, get over here. Welcome to the family. This is your effing room here, and that is a shithole, right? And then he goes, where's the bathroom? 
And he, the weird thing is, is the penguin, it seems, but why is the penguin jokey like this says, it's that bucket in the corner. There is a bucket there. There sure is. I think then he's starting to get under the glamour. Then he glamoured. gets glamoured. Yeah. And then he goes, ah, I'm just joking. You can go. Mesmers. And even then says, you can go where the girls are, but, you know, almost going against a kind of a rule there says, don't let him do that. But if you want to, you can go upstairs as well. Like, he's really going out of his way. Then he gives him money. Honestly, this doesn't feel time, like the yeah, penguin. I, I have to work the coat check and shit like that, which might not be a glamorous job, but I'm not minding hanging out with Unky Penguin. <laughs> Unky Penguin? When do you think of Penguin going and in a weird deal because you can't Look, have I don't know he books. was up two years ago before he got his heart broken by Penny. He seems to adopt the kid. The kid out of nowhere comes in. He shows him a shithole of a room and then gives him probably 300 bucks. Just gives it to him. Something's right. going on he here. He to get an ice cream and triceratops toys. But all that you got in from this was how Elliot said you were kind of cool. And even then, remember when he gets into the, the limo? Now he's getting Who fired is up. Elliot? He gets it. I think that's what they said that kid was. His name you know is no, son. No, no, oh, yeah. Is it exactly. I think he says this now. Penguin's like, why are you here, Elliot? Who's this Elliot? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's weird. Science. Who's this Gary you speak <laughs> of? Is. He gives him the money. Right? That doesn't seem like a penguin thing to do for a kid who he just got to be a coach. Again, got him out of the insane asylum an hour ago. Gives him money. Says, hey. Go have a good time there, kid. And you want to show that's a good way that they show the idea that he's an innocent kid. He doesn't go to the strip club, Eric. He ain't on the numb. I just imagine there's all this great stuff, though. Like, you know, kids goes out, has some ice cream, gets a freaking dinosaur toy. The penguin comes up, has his arm around the kid as they walk back to the iceberg lounge. And do you remember that Batgirl character that showed up towards the end of her run, the black son, the son of the penguin, Ethan? He's just sitting there with his face against the window crying. (laughs) The one tear. He's like, why can't I be treated like this? Seriously. These two pages. Just penguin treats this boy better, better. than he's treated anybody I think besides that penguin he was having sex with there. Might be, there that didn't happen. Shut your it goddamn happened. mouth. I think this might be better than I've been treated in my entire life. <laughs> yes. the, I, the penguin, I don't care. And uh, you can kind of guess maybe how much money. That, that's more money than my dad ever gave me. <laughs> that could have changed my life, Eric. Oh, my goodness. Just a little bit of affection. Story. I just a little bit. Even though <laughs> it's me. I'm the boy. I sat there too, and I'm thinking to myself, "The hell is this dinosaur shit tied into it?" I can't make it work. Ah, uh, but he's there. He's here. Also, where do you get popcorn that seems to be from a movie? But I don't think he went to the movie. He is living it's the just life. Like, you know, back in the day when you go into the movie theater, you get a popcorn, and you walk out. Exactly that. that th- no, that seems like highfalutin shit. <laughs> if I'm gonna go to the movie, I'm going to the movie. I want to see the movie. I just pictures. want the movie popcorn. Oh, you want the movie popcorn? You get a lot of butter on that because I would. It would be just drenched. You'd have to drink that popcorn by that point. Plus, I mean, there it is. This is why they don't have the pumpy room fucking popcorn the butter anymore. The squirrels are there. They even like them, these things. Look at them. Because he's a nut, Eric. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, and then this guy gets Poor all mad. the boy. And then this guy gets mad to tell him the whole. <laughs> and then that was his worst thing. But I thought that that was a great moment when Penguin says, hey, and, and he's making this guy kiss the ground, all this crap. And then he says, what do you want me to do? And he, I'll let him go. I don't want anybody to be hurt. He goes, okay, and just kills him. And then says, you don't, you don't get, like you said earlier, you don't always get with one. I thought that was a nice little life lesson. Again, more than my dad ever did for me. Eric, my dad said a couple things. He said, there's nothing to be ashamed of of hard day's work, right? I'm all right, whatever. And then also said, hey, don't have sex without a condom because he caught me and my girlfriend. And I said, 
hey, uh, I wasn't doing anything. He goes, listen, I don't know a lot in life, but I know what you were doing. And that was the end of it, Eric. The lessons learned. Yeah, that I only had one thing from my dad. He said, don't get married. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> and showed why. At least he gave you examples, you know, by watching him. By showing me my entire life. Yeah, he showed you that. Also, you, you don't remember the time he threw the football to you and you ended up crossing your arms and getting hit in the face. And he's like, yep. We're done with that. That never happened. Ah, yes. What would you give this overall? The thing is, I'm still liking Detective Comics. It's not like an amazing book in my mind, but I'm enjoying where the tower is going. And I do want to see how this all plays out because the, the idea from where I take the idea that Tobias Ware has been like he's double dipping. He's put selling to the party crashers. He's selling to the penguin. He's screwing both of them over for all the money he can get, plus whatever Nakano will give him before he gets the hell out of town. When he gets confronted by both the party crashes and the penguin about them knowing what he's up to, like, and you, you have 24 hours to make this right. The idea where the weight of the world is coming down on Tobias is crushing his soul made me so happy just because I know he's a piece of crap. And the worst part about that, though, is starting at the end in the first issue of this and seeing Tobias being thrown out that window with his finger cut off because I want the penguin and the party crashes all to take their turns at this guy. But I'm enjoying all of this thing. I want to see where it goes, and I'm in for the whole Shadows of the Bat the Tower ride. I don't mind the, the boy backup because with the possible the possibility that it is Roger Hayden, the Psycho Pirate, I want to know what they're doing with this character to make him new or fresh or just different from what he was previously because I'm liking this issue so far, but like this, this installment. The Scarecrow stuff got a little bit over the top, but if it is the case where everybody's just compelled by the boy and they don't know why – Maybe it makes things make more sense, but I still like this issue. So it makes out of me 10. laugh. Yeah, I'm a five out of ten. I don't like the detective deal, and we're five issues into this. That's you know twenty five bucks worth of same. We're not getting that much story. Everything kind of is dribs and drabs. We kind of know the ending. So, like you said that, but again, if I'm going to go by just what we're told, and yeah, it might be an unreliable narrator or whatnot, but we don't know that, and you end up having a guy who says that I've never messed up a con, I've never done this, and I don't even understand if you can finagle your way into being on the books a doctor to actually get control of arkham tower in the middle of gotham you probably can do other swerves that would be easier and you know almost like white collar crime stuff like i just don't understand why he would end up doing what he's doing if it is like oh i was double dipping and things like that that doesn't seem like a guy who seems to get a con over that seems very dumb also the idea of setting up the machinations of Psycho Pirate, knowing that you're never going to be able to reveal who that is. I think that that isn't very smart. I mean, every step of the way, he's fucking up. Also, they even have the party crashers. They're like on the books. He end up having the bad feeling. Like, they have three right there. That's a dumb move. I mean, the idea of him doing all this, you could you could have them there. You don't have to hire them as actual people working and get things on the books and have a paper trail. He, he seems to be dumb all the steps of the way. And the idea still bothers me that I don't think that there'd ever be a way that this tower could have actually went through and been built with less or no information going on of who was actually involved and whatnot. Nakano needs to be fired immediately. He, he doesn't have an eye for the future, sure Eric. And I think that he has messed up so many times. And you might be playing, again, maybe you're playing that angle too, but you never get to Maki, never really says the things. She uh, kind of, she alludes to stuff, but then she also just, She's hinging on the idea that we just say, where's a piece of shit so he can do anything? Psycho Pirate, Psycho Pirate, he can do anything. The Bat family is still five steps behind, and they're just hanging out down below. Yeah, but they're investigating, but not really investigating. All they say is, 
yeah, there's drugs on the street. It's horrible, but they're not doing anything in the here and now, especially with some well, of the Bat family. is going and looking into the party crashers. Dick Grayson is a plant, and so is Batwoman. Steph's just standing there like, why isn't she? Why can't you use her just as a quick scene where she finds a family dead from the numb? And we kind of get, you know, the bit of the scope of it well, and see that all that this. Because taking away from the tower. But no, I'm saying it only takes one panel. We had Fear State again where, oh, my God, everybody's running scared and crazy. We never saw it. So it never really hit. You were only – this is the same thing. We're not seeing – and right now, the biggest part of this con seems to be the drugs, but yet you just have a mention. I'd say it's more the tower itself. Yeah, I don't know because you're really centering on the idea that he's fucking up with the drugs and the drugs are in. I think that the tower is only a setup that I think that what you're saying is double dip into the – Drug de- I think the drugs were always one of the biggest things, and then on the side, it'll be an easy score to get Nakano to give a check. I think this was all set up to get that drug I think deal the other going way on. I don't think so, because when do you come up with this idea? Like, suddenly you're like, oh, shit, I could sell these drugs. I think well, the drugs set up. When you have a, a bunch of drugs sent to you because you're part of a These aren't asylum. regular drugs. They're not on the books. I don't. I think that these drugs are this numb that's being manufactured by somebody that was set up by Ware, and this is the vehicle to get them in the town because they end up. It's not the normal stuff. Deb Donovan said, "Where are these drugs coming from? What are they? What he if he's going to do a con like that, he'd just say they're just normal pharmaceuticals." But I'm able to do that along with some hypnotherapy to end up doing something different, whatever. These are this miracle drug. It's just numb that he got off. And I think that the whole play was he set it up to be a way to get in and plain sight where, man, they're not even going to look at these drugs. These They just think it's medical stuff and we're going to go with it. I, I think that that's what we'll find out by the end. But all shit's going to you know, fall apart and things like that with that. Um, but again, like I said, even when Nakano writes a check, you're not going to write a personal check out to Dr. Ware. It's going to be in a whatever foundation, this whole deal. And I, I just don't get that play either. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a five out of ten. Uh, but I did like the boy and got a kick out of that. I just $25 into a story. And I think we've gotten two cents worth of actual background and setup where we just keep going. Dribs and drabs. Well, with that, too, because of how it's a weekly book that does have a pace like this and it is going to be 12 issues, it's no, I think it's set up and they're pacing a little bit differently than a normal yeah, six issue. Yeah, but again, that's 60, 70 bucks now. You're charging people for this whole story. You got to give them a story. It ends up really not going forward. And most of the people, some people are liking it even more than you, but even they are saying, you know, you got to pick up the pace. We got to get some things going. We got to get. You know, some info and stuff like that. And it just seems like he is putting out fires left and right, but I don't get a full story uh, with it. So, yeah, I, I don't like it at all. But it can all turn around. If there's some things revealed and it makes sense by the end, then that's different. But right now, I, I just think it's kind of wait and see. So I wouldn't even buy it weekly. I'd wait till it comes out. And if it does pan out, get it on trade or, or in the app. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is Justice League Incarnate, number four of. Five and yeah, this this has half an issue. That's whoo-wee. it's a lot of explanation and recap of past crises, but it is written by Joshua Williamson and Denny Culver or Dennis Culver. I don't know why I want to say Denny. I don't know why. That'd be funny if he just like yeah, it is Denny. Uh, Chris Burnham, Mike Norton, Andre Bersan, Hi-Fi, and Tom Lampetano on art. So there's a lot of artists in, and at points it does get a little cartoony that it kind of. It kind of messed me up a little, but not really. Everything looks pretty good overall to tell the story. But you end up seeing that basically this great darkness was always involved in every event. 
and every event was a kind of a tug of war between and the light and the dark. And what she thought was going on with not only the crisis that like you know started it all with the crisis on Infinite Earth, but the origin of the cosmos, the origin of the multiverse, even the origin of the anti like the antimatter universe, where it was always this thing previously where like you know you had the presence creating the universe right there, that open stretched hands creating the cosmos. And when Krona went back and saw this, it caused this freaking split and that created like, you know, the antimatter side and the matter side. Like that was the first demon. You don't talk about that aspect at all. Instead, you just say, yep, there was light in the darkness and there was a crack in the light. And that's where the multiverse came from. But we also had a monitor and anti-monitor. I'm like, all right, you just really fast forwarded through all of these things. And now we're going to go and make these, this weird, I don't know. The idea of the crisis is a problem for me because these are the big things that everybody looks forward to DC. This is the big pay-per-view each year that everybody wants to read, it seems like, where you have the crisis going on. I mean, like, you know, Brian Michael Bendis coming out and saying all these different crises that happen all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's bullshit. But yeah. the thing is, it's not exactly bullshit because they're, they're not called crises, but they are big earth-shattering events. They wouldn't know that timeline at that point when he said it. They, there wasn't a open timeline. He was mentioning things that these people would have... The reboot takes care of that not happening in their mind and things like that. That's why I thought. But at they that still point, had all this stuff because everybody else is already referencing and stuff like that. But when you had this idea, like the flashpoint and stuff like that, which destroyed the universe and had to be recreated for the most part and do different things, even the idea of the time crisis was zero hour. That was essentially a crisis. It wasn't called later on. You call it a time crisis, but at the time, it was just zero hour. You have all these things. But as I'm going through that, these all different like idea that you know the. uh the, the darkness was all up, uh, like uh, behind everything that we're dealing with right now. And I'm going through and seeing how we're like Joshua Williamson is trying to make this act like these were the great darkness continue to, to exert its influence. Even as a slumber, we had Magog, you had extent Superboy Prime, everything, the evolution of Mr. Mind that you had in 52 that went and like, you know, dicked up the multiverse when it was recreated, all these different things. And as we go through the story and I see like, and then we had the final crisis and dark side did this. And then we had the wishing machine. I was telling you before we got on, there was a point in my life where I'm a gigantic horror movie fan. I love the genre. I like, you know, expose myself to it all the time. I have all this memorabilia, all this different stuff. And it had been a while since I'd watched the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And like two years ago, I just put on Nightmare on Elm Street 6, uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, because it's my least favorite. I hadn't watched it in a while. And at this point in time, I'm watching this and I'm like, fuck, did I, uh, did I waste my fucking life? Like the idea Did I that make up is, things in my head? No, no, no. It's not even that I make up things in my head. I realized that everything that I had been putting all my time to was fucking stupid at this point in time because the movie is that bad and just everything about it sucks. But when I read this and then you have the little sum of everything that's going on, I'm like, I had almost the same feeling. Not as bad, thankfully, but like the realization where you have like, you know, the, the sum up of the DC history. I'm like, Oh shit! Well, here, here you go. Stupid. Though you, you mentioned the wishing machine, you always hated that. You knew it was stupid. You oh, said yeah. it's silly. You hate it. So yeah, there it is. It's well, silly again. Sucks. What I got from this and all of these things, the idea, and you use this idea of the darkness and the open hand and things like that, and more of a personification. I just took the idea where there is, and the even in, hand. even yeah, even in the, and now it's it's full now. By the end of this, he says, but you end up where. You have that crisis on infinite earth, and it was the yin and yang of the anti-monitor and the monitor of the anti-matter yeah. universe and the deal. And then besides that, saying that there is this darkness from the start and the light, I, I felt that it was more of the idea of the influence is more of just that evil always being around and whatnot. But the thing thing that I got out of this, which I thought eh, it's kind of forced, but the idea that the multiverse was something that would always, you know, 
kind of being able to protect things and make it stronger and things like that because it even says that it ended up growing once you got rid of the multiverse after the crisis on infinite earth and then tying it into it says that it ended up getting stronger one yeah the, okay the, i didn't the know this got okay, stronger yeah. once the multiverse was taken yeah. because it there wasn't more to oh, fight you it, yeah. and so you have that well then it comes back all that but even with that idea of you know stealing the hours or that hours the years with oh when you when you tie this into doomsday clock and flashpoint where it's the idea like oh yeah everybody back to manhattan when he went and did this well there was never a really great reason for that to happen in the first place except for a weird like you know experiment that dr manhattan had but oh yeah he was influenced by the great darkness oh shit real and again we never really got anything from it anyway so what the fuck at the least we have something there experimental being that doesn't matter about time to see how things would change is good enough for me like i just move a lantern six inches this way and see what happens i actually go with the opposite where i think that the idea that a it didn't make any sense and he wouldn't care he about so, it like away from humanity that he wouldn't care about it so that's why i like it the idea of this isn't like i think people are taking it more of like you'd see manhattan hit sitting there having shots with the darkness and hey give me a high five i have shots with the darkness all the time wouldn't it make sense of the idea of only moving that a couple inches like that was enough to change everything and that could be something that was influenced a bit what does it matter anymore like you said it wasn't really explained the, you know, all of it with that anyway, but pretty much in my mind, all he this did is. It in and, a whim. <laughs> yeah, well, again, now the whim ended up kind of getting Darkness. nudged to a whim. I can go with that. I mean, it was already just a whim. So with this, though, and it also, you know, you want to make the darkness up well if it can influence dr manhattan it ups it up a bit i'm actually surprised they didn't put the freaking heroes in crisis in here instead of having reverse flash whisper and wally's hero is now the great darkness now or it was the great darkness who gave reverse flash the power to have evil whispers now savitar eric <laughs> uh, so it, you know yeah it could and i would have thrown that in one down and so with that a lot of people and this is where i said earlier about that idea where i saw some people complain john wayne said you used to be able to set this stuff up and you'd have like you like the idea of little hints and stuff like that. Knowing that there is a plan, a road that we're heading towards ahead of time is great. There's no plan. The real crisis is DC Comics is not selling and they're also getting bought up and changing of hands. Shit has to happen now. And I think this is fudged. I think that this is fully forced to get this, but I think that they're out of options and they got to do shit now. If they're going to end up changing, like I said, things change up in June. Who knows what that discovery deal will go, but books are failing. They got to have something on the books, I think, to get things going. A plan. You don't have years now. You have months. You have things. And I think Joshua Williamson is getting the, you know, kind of a shitty job where he has to do this and do it quick. And I think that this is the issue where he's saying, Listen, everybody who's not buying this book or, you know, avoiding it because it's a miniseries or avoiding it because they think it's only tied into death metal, whatnot. This is bigger than that. Come on, just buy it. This is the big thing. Come and on. I think we go from here. And really, with this whole start, I think it is fudged. We know most of the stuff they go with. So we're getting back to that idea where we say, even I said, the Batman the Night book, you don't want to see. I don't need to see Bruce Wayne. You know, doing this, I think, origin story yeah, I think that they're just like, well, we need something to sell. So throw it out there. Maybe Chip Zdarsky can do some magic with it. But with this, I just felt that for the first time in this Justice League Incarnate book, this felt important. This Justice League Incarnate book has been jokey shit up until that and was driving us nuts. And so right here, you're like, screw that. Let's go. Boom. And you have a big deal. And 
you end up in an issue where you go through and see that the crises were kind of influenced, and then you get in this. Thomas Wayne probably killed, and Darkseid, that, 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 how many other issues have we had with that much crazy shit, big stuff happening? No, still nobody's talking about it. The, the, the talk about how the Great Darkness is the epicenter of all evil in the universe and has had its fucking fingers in everything that we've ever dealt with in DC Comics since it switched to Earth-1 to Earth-0 and stuff like that going forward. It might be a little much for the idea that you have Darkseid here talking about why he is who he is now. The ultimate form that was unleashed, you know, on the Commandy universe at the end of Multiversity by, like, Nick's Wotan and stuff like that. The final form of him, and he wants to help save the multiverse because he wants to be able to rule a multiverse. And if the freaking Great Darkness has its chance, there will be nothing left but Great Darkness. So he wants to be able to stop this before it ever happens. Stop the empty hand, stop the great darkness, and he's going to use the crack in the multiverse to hopefully go and do it. He is going to be the savior of the cosmos so he can just go and, you know, take it over himself. But when you have this situation, I'm okay with that. But please don't say everything that has ever been. If you, if you tie it into the beginning of Final Crisis, maybe, no, I, or even no, just tie I say it just into multiversity. Just go from, no, you've already been pushing or just that. The though. dark multiverse. If you want to tie it into the Metal Wars and like Final Crisis, fine, because. At least Final Crisis was a big dark side thing where he might be in the know of what's going on with this and why he was doing certain things of that. You could tie into it, but when you say from the dawn of creation, like, you know, whispering in people's ears and doing all this stuff, like, you, dick, you put your dick in everybody else's fucking Kool-Aid what right now. What you need to do is, and then what I thought the play was going to be, you show that with each crisis, some of the barriers are kind of going down, but the crisis themselves are caused by, like you know, just barrier? right. Yeah. Well, the barrier that he's trapped behind this whole deal. Oh, with, the barrier for the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have this going down and you take away the multiverse, ooh, that you don't need to have him involved with monitor, anti-monitor, Christ on infinite earth. I wish that you saw the building blocks that kind of come. You're playing Jenga. And then wherever you want to go with, if you want to go zero hour, if you want to go later, final crisis, whatever is Jenga and the shit comes down, that's when he goes. And you can even tie <laughs> that into, you know, the idea that he did control into the, and show the plan from there. But from the very beginning, that is force. You don't have he doesn't have to be that. He's big already. Right. The idea yeah. that it is the great. Dark, but you don't have to have them whispering in everybody's ear. I agree. I think that that was a misplay. Well, even and that's idea. what people are getting thrown from saying, oh, man, he's involved all along. This is what you keep doing, like a perpetual or yeah. Barbados and things that it seems to be, you know. But if you tie into those things, the later things, the recent things, I can go with it. But well, even it the is idea a little when too you much. Have the new, like, you know, post death metal universe and has this thing Earth Zero is no longer at the center, replaced by two new Earths. Their universe is sharing that spot. The mysterious Elseworld remains undiscovered, which is still fucking where it's remained undiscovered. While Earth Omega was actually a fragment of the great darkness, imprisoned by the all powerful quintessence. Like, look, I know that the, the quintessence were killed on Earth Omega, but when you have an Earth Omega, that makes you think Dark Side, personally. It feels like an own Dark Side, almost like the universe remade itself to the idea that you have an ultimate form of Dark Side, and this would be almost a new apocalypse or something else completely. But the quintessence at the beginning, the, the dawn of the multiverse being recreated by the freaking cosmic judges that go and do this shit on the freaking, like, the reg, that at, at, at the second that this has happened, oh yeah, all these assholes got together in that great darkness, a fragment of him, this made an entire universe here. I'm like, sure, but why? <laughs> like I said, I, I wish that it was just that he was kind of trapped, he, he was imprisoned, and, and each step, less, 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 and then you can go with the final bit would have been 
just the idea of center of the universe, Earth Omega, and that's where, boom, I'm sprung, I'm going to do things, and that would have been fine with me. Uh, but trying to tie it into every crisis, they, you, you don't want to connect all those all together anyway. That kind of seems silly, it's especially with idea. the idea like, of that. I'm looking at the narration here, all right. So the quintessence went and took a fragment of the darkness and made it into Earth Omega, which, you know, it's an Earth, but it's an, obviously an entire universe. That's how the whole, you know, multiverse works and stuff like that. But with his godhead fully reassembled, the one true dark side killed the quintessence and seized control of Earth Omega. From his new seat of power, Darkseid used the Flash to crack open our multiverse so he could then take control of the Great Darkness and prevent it from turning everything into nothing once more. I'm like, we have a fragment of the Great Darkness as a universe, just an Earth, but we have on this Earth the Barry, though, and crack a multiverse with the rest of the Great Darkness. So, like, how are you seizing control then? Well, I, I just go, and I'm going to go with your Dr. Ware. I just think Darkseid's great. I mean, the idea that you're trying to make it that Darkseid just can't let things be or whatnot, and he has to cause the trouble. Again, it's forced. Just the it idea. Is. There's a lot of stuff that's forced here, but like this background, I'm not a huge fan of. But when we actually get to the storytelling of Doctor Multiverse and Darkseid about what is going on, this everything leading into what we're currently doing, we have to stop the empty hand. We have to make sure the Great Darkness doesn't break free. And all this other that stuff's really cool. I like all the, the the present day storytelling of this. It's just all the freaking fudge stuff of the background to get to it really kind of sucks and i don't know the idea that we do this no and it's just to make the great darkness elevated but we have the justice league versus the legion of superheroes to do that don't we they're taking on the great darkness don't they but the idea though you have this the one the story is the flash is cracked open the other multiverse he's stuck on the other side and then we had to move the crack over here to like you know dr multiverse's you know home world of earth eight then we had to do a scavenger hunt where we kept moving this crack but then also the crack to the other multiverse is also a physical thing almost like a spear i'm like the fuck are you doing <laughs> yeah now I, i'm telling you like i said i think that he was messing around for a bit with this Just League Incarnate to show some fun multiversal thing, but this is the big story. I mean, this is where it starts. The idea that they're going to be going against the Great Darkness, who now is going to end up doing the Bolivian machine, and we'll see how that goes. We'll see even the next issue, but to this seems to probably be the idea. The, the miracle machine, the wishing machine did. Yeah, and I just imagine that when they end up getting the Oblivion machine and they start it up, that's going to be the thing that kills the Justice League. I think that that's what the tie-in is, where they have to get involved as well. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the idea of them then with Darkseid, they have to let Darkseid win because, like you said, Darkseid says, it's like the idea of vampires. You get one crazy-ass vampire wants to kill all humanity, well, then you don't have anything to eat and everybody's dead. The darkness just wants to make everything nothing. That affects both good and evil. Sure where does. you have Darkseid said, I have to stop him too. Just because I'm a bad guy, I still want to be a bad guy. I don't want to be wiped out. So we're kind of going to have to go against him with that. But all hell just goes wrong because, again, Darkseid does not figure out things and thinks that this crack, as he grabs it from Maya, the Doctor of Multiverse, ends up, you know, kind of stabbing the dark and it doesn't that's hand. what he needs that's yeah. the empty hand needs the crack to actually power up the oblivion that's machine. the thing it's like the whole idea. i have this thing right here and i'm going to use it because it's a weapon and stab it through it and like no ha 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 actually it is not a weapon but it is a key a key to what i need to unlock i'm like sure why not and also the empty hand is the biggest baddest motherfucker in the universe which or multiverse which is crazy because we are just told that dark side and i do believe for how, you know, I say I believe, it's pretty much just my own belief, but from everything I've ever read and seen, Darkseid is the big bad of DC Comics and always will be. And when you start this whole thing off saying, 
look, you think you know dark side, but this is the true form of dark. There has never been a dark side so powerful as this one right here. It's like, there's the empty hand just stomps down and kills dark side. Like, and that's the thing. Shit. I don't mind that. And I think that that's enough of an elevation. You didn't have to time in all the crisis. You could have had him sit there and like, he was always trapped. He watched and he knew what was going on. It pissed him off or whatever. And now he's finally free that the idea of this infinite frontier, Earth Omega, this was where he finally got out. And to elevate him, he just stomps on Darkseid. That is big enough for me. I don't need a lot of that force exposition to tie him into everything because that's like you just said, that's huge. That is a huge deal. And if you would have just had that, I'd be like, holy crap. I mean, he's he's pretty good and pretty bad. And let's see what's happening. But with that, too, it does make Darkseid kind of a dupe. And, and really, we didn't know much about the crack either. But when you do have them all fighting on Earth-7 and they're going, it, I think it looks great. In the high oh, it's idea such a, of it's the such a funny thing, too, because you have, you know, Darkseid knows what he has to do. You have Cowell back in Grail, Boom Tube in with the whole, like, you know, a reinforcement of Parademon troops because they have to go and take on the empty hand. Now that they have the crack... This is the final showdown, and Darkseid's like, I'm going to go whoop his monkey ass over here, and goes in there, and then the rest of our heroes, after Darkseid goes and kills the bat, like, you know, Flashpoint Batman, which is also crazy, I think it's like the Omega Beams, like Psycho Pirate's powers, or the Speed Force, there's this crazy goddamn thing, where every time it happens, it can be different, like the idea where it sent Bruce Wayne back in time, but, you know, left bones behind and shit like that, it's fucking red kryptonite is what it is, and I hate it, so... When the, the the freaking Omega Beams hit Thomas Wayne here, I'm saying it's going to send him back to his own timeline somehow. And that's how we're going to have the Flashpoint Beyond story going forward. I don't know that, but Dr. Batman is gone. Darkseid goes to have this war, which then makes this, this whole thing where our heroes and look, the House of Heroes and the rest of our friends are on Earth-7. We got to go and take care of this. So we, we got to go over, like, you know, jump to this multiversal Earth-7 and also take this thing on. But when you look over, it's like, yeah, I'm using my uh, my telescopic vision, boss, and I don't think Darkseid's yeah, going to fight. Yeah, it's not going very good. Kalibak's literally fucking crying. Kalibak just wants to be killed. <laughs> Kalibak's like, please. Now, with that, too, you do have a point oh, where went bad fast for that. Thomas Wayne gets killed by uh, Darkseid because he's taken over by yeah, the darkness. Yeah, he's taken over by the see. darkness. And he, it, you end up Darkseid saying the reason why is because he is from a timeline that shouldn't exist. Yeah, he's an aberration. We've actually had a bit of setup with this when he ended up going and you had him at different nurse where people are like, no, 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 get that asshole out of here he's not right there's something wrong with him so that was a bit set up it is out of nowhere here and like oh my god i'm telling you i wish that if all this bullshit that we're going to retcon right now that is the the freaking great darkness that somehow allowed this to happen because for for thomas wayne to turn evil like he was in tom king's batman i want this to be the reason that it happened more than a reverse flash to evil whispers just like heroes in crisis that's why i want this to be like a time loop kind of thing where he does go back to his earth and it ends up but i want that book with with uh jeff johns and tim sheridan and uh jeremy adams to be something that does explain why at some point he became an asshole and in it but that wouldn't make sense rich i don't know we'll have to see because tom king seemed to not know what he was doing and just had Thomas Wing, I told you I didn't want you to be Batman. Now I'm going to end up being a jerk. I don't and know Dragging <laughs> bones of your mother into the desert. Nah, nonsense. Uh, so, yeah, with that, though, 
you end up once the fights start, it, it looks pretty cool when you have Darkseid go against it. I think that that's the play that's better spent. Especially when Darkseid grows his ass up and you essentially have Kaiju monster empty hand and Darkseid. While it's badass look at, it does not last long, which is a bit disappointing for what I wanted out of it. He, and now he gets stomped. And so, so you don't, <laughs> I mean, and again, it's like an ant and that makes it big, but I don't think dark side he's like, is he's like, dead. He's like the pink panther over here. Dead ant. I, yeah. Dead ant. Dead ant. I it's don't like think that he joke. is dead. I think that's, uh, I, I mean, it seems like that would be a crazy deal, especially not seeing the body, but seeing it on here. I'm like, Oh my God. Darkseid is dead and Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman is dead. But also, you can say that by just what you see on the page. I also don't think either is dead. Problem is, is that nobody's talking about Darkseid dying. Some people are mentioning the Thomas Wayne stuff that I see it, but it more ties into the Jeff Johns. How is Jeff Johns going to do this? How is he going to do this stuff? But with that, most people are not able to get past the first 10 pages. They end up seeing it and getting angry about tying in all the crises and they're out. But some of them are just ending there. They're they're like, I don't care what else happens. This is bullshit. This is ridiculous. They're doing it again. All these different you know, things going. And like I said, it's one of those things where I don't think they have enough time to truly set up something that will take years. They're on a schedule here that is really has to be pushed or whatnot. But even with that, I could have just went into the skip the crisis things or even say he's been watching whatever. I think he thinks he's also has to explain a little bit about the darkness and you know that but which you know it's appreciated yeah him stomping on dark side is enough i mean right away you get the appetizer of thomas wayne but even then thomas wayne okay he's a, you know dark side though holy crap i mean he just laughed at dark side and look made him look like a chump that's huge and when you get that after the time like to chump, all the eh? multiverse right yeah like a chump eh? you end up you've gone too far now so when people see the dark side you're like Oh, now you're doing this. But I think if it was just that, it would have played out a little better of the idea of, oh, my God, he look at this guy. And so I think that 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 beginning, while I think it makes me think that, OK, you're finally getting the big stuff. It, it did turn off a lot of people. It did really turn off a lot of people. But then you end up having Calvin. He's got like a guitar pick, right? He's like, ring, trying to. Look, music is the key to the I universe. I know it is. Yeah. That's why I think it's a guitar pick. And he ends up over there and he's going to get Superman the Harbinger AI. You? I don't know. It looks weird. He ends up like, hey, I'm going to reactivate the Harbinger AI. We're going to fix the ship. Hey, uh, Flash. And I, again, we wanted Flash Avery to have a new name. Now she just says, fuck it, call me Flash. I'm That's off. The thing is, she has been the Flash, though. We're just calling her Avery just for heaven. Like, she's the Flash of China. But remember, though, she was. She told them not to call him yeah. the Flash. But I think it's because now she's afraid Barry might not get back that whole bit where she was even yelling at Maya, Dr. Multiverse, about that. You now never that she's told to me to Barry. call her the Flash, though, I'm just going to call her Avery to be a yeah, dick about yeah, it. I'm, well, I just, we have to because we even call Wally Wally. Know. And, you know, that's what I'm you saying. You really have to distinguish the Flashes right now. We, we thought that you were going to get a new name. And I, I thought that as well. And I wanted that. It would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, Flash of China is what she is. So she goes running off. Captain Carrot goes and flies. And I, I do like the play here because I don't think that it, it's such a fun little thing with Captain Carrot about having super vision yeah. because he is like, you know, the Superman, but also he eats a lot of carrots. Eric helps with vision. I, it makes me giggle. We well, got to eat the carrots. I know, but it makes me giggle. But that's also the, like the idea of us eating it. Prevent- I just like that tie in. But yeah, it he goes work, off. I, I, it made me giggle. But uh, I, it made me giggle that he eats the carrots to get that. But one of them is the vision is what I'm saying. But he goes off. They kind of get captured by the darkness taking over 
the you know Just League Incarnate team that ended Which up crashing down. Which is such a weird down. idea because we spelled out that the Batman, like Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne was being was able to be taken over because he was an aberration to the timeline. But now be, I don't know if it's just because you're on Earth, like. Well, it's, it's the thing is, you're just on Earth 7 where the uh, Oblivion machine is and the empty hand, the gentry and all this stuff, all the things associated with the Great Darkness. Maybe it's easier to do it here, but you have Aquawoman bringing, you know, um, with that Dino Cop, the Thunderer, and even like, you know, Orion and Mary Marvel here all have been taken over by the Great Darkness, it looks like, now going after our heroes. Yeah, and again, I don't know what happens if you die here or whatnot. They they look more zombie-esque than... Well, they look just like Thomas Wayne did. I mean, but also they just crashed going through orbit in a space station. Well, we and saw the last up, issue, okay. No, I know, but I'm saying something happened. They might have been just, you know, conked out or taken over. I don't know. They end up where you were kind of led to believe that they might not be on the up and up or something happened on well, they're taken over by the Great Darkness. We'll have to see. Yeah, so it's just weird. I just don't know if because we're on this planet that has been quarantined with the empty hand for a while or like because while we do have the the Omega Earth that is a fragment of the Great Darkness, maybe this is just another hub because of what's going on here with the Oblivion machine, like I said. Yeah, we'll have to see. And, and really, they're going to power up the Oblivion machine now. So, again, that seems like something big that might be the setup of the Justice League and stuff, maybe, because Definitely Josh Williamson is doing that. And that would be another thing where I'm just guessing – like I said before, they're not necessarily dead, blinked out somewhere like that. Like I, you think Thomas Wayne and even maybe Darkseid, I think he just is well, like in a that's crater. That's a weird thing, though, because it's the, that's the Omega Beam. This is a different with the Oblivion machine. Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean, though? Because that's I don't, gonna t- I don't retroactively know. then go and take care of the wish that the Miracle yeah, Machine yeah, did. Yeah, again, then everything's <laughs> screwed. So, yeah, we'll have a lot of problems if it takes away the wish, Eric. Uh, but in the end, I actually did like this because it felt big. Yeah. You're going to fudge things, but I'm expecting that you're going to have to eventually. And yeah, you could say, well, somebody else wouldn't have to fudge it. We could do this differently and not force it. Well, it's forced and I will take some points off because of that. But I thought that this was finally showing that this book is the book where we're going to maybe change some things up or at least have the big battle and the big, big thing coming up. So uh, what would you give it? thing is, I, I'm going to give it a lot of shit because of the things that are going on here, but I understand what they're doing to do the next big thing at DC Comics to retroactively go and say that this is why this is going on. I'm not a fan of it, but if you can do it well enough going forward, I will accept it because what else am I going to do it but just sit here and bitch about it. The main story, though, with what our heroes are going to do, having to ally themselves with Darkseid, which is not the greatest ally because he gets his ass stomped pretty much regularly. The uh, I like all of that stuff because we are leading something. We have one more issue left. I can't wait to see where we go. And the art in this, I think, looks great. So I'm still going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 because of like what you said. While there are problems with this book, with what they want to say, it still is the big thing going on right now. And because of what we have going on here with Thomas Wayne and the supposed death of Darkseid, it, it, it feels like you should read it because it is that big thing going on right now. Again, it, I'm giving it a 7.5. I'm going down from what I gave it on the site because you're right. There's a lot of convoluted things. And, and one of the misplays here, I think, too, was that idea where it even you said it. You were a little upset. I would have liked to have seen Darkseid kind of team up with him for a little. I mean, he teams up with him. He's all sitting there like, oh, I don't need your house. Yeah, he's a chump, right? Yeah, he's done. But at the end, the only, way, I could, in the the only way that I can explain this is then – you're setting up the big things. I get the concept kind of overall. Uh, it's fudged. But again, I'll remember the concept going on. And I think it feels big. 
and it does show you that they, you That's know, like the idea. I, I'll, I'll remember the comic like Great Darkness doing Great no, Darkness things. Great Darkness, there it is. But yeah. at least that feels like more of a plan for this book and everything else than we've had. This feels like something that is bigger than just a normal like, hey, we're gonna have this or, or that, and we'll mix that in. This is the big deal. Yes, it's a shame that it couldn't be set up a little better over years or or whatnot, but. We didn't have that time, and it has been set up. I mean, if you go by Infinite Frontier into this, the whole idea of the multiverse being the key versus the darkness and setting up the idea that this new omniverse where you do have some of the heroes and villains aligning themselves up in different ways because they don't want to reset and things like that. Well, it's not even just the omniverse. The omniverse is the, the, all of the multiverses. So like right now we're dealing with the multiverse doesn't want that. Well, again, it's everything. They, you know, when you end up wanting to take everything away and just blink everything out. Yes, the omniverse itself, yes all hands on deck and we've already kind of set that up a bit so we can end up seeing some things and going on and it has continued even in this we've even gone to the different nurse and seeing all that but it just feels big forced but big and by the end i'm like all right now i'm kind of see what's happening let's see the next issue let's see how this ends let's see the just league deal and then hopefully we're just told okay we're gonna have an event in the summer and i know a lot of people go with this idea that Oh, DC with all these events, all these events. Well, if you're reading both Marvel and DC, Marvel has an event every two seconds. I mean, this is what comic book companies do. They want to try to make money, so they're going to have these just big like the deals and whatnot. Of the bad event. Yeah, like, is that an event? But, you know, like, right now, we just ended up at Marvel. It's like seven events going on that you could say are events right now, and then you just keep adding and whatever, and people seem to be okay with that for the most part. People will complain, but DC, if they do anything, it's always, oh, they're always doing that. But yet, they're not a lot of times, so I'm in, and uh, yeah, I want to see what's coming out from that. But 7.5, same as you. I think the art's really good throughout it. Like I said, at the point where you end up having Thomas Wayne try to kill Dr. Multiverse, that's why he ends up getting Omega Beam, because he reveals it. Got a little cartoony in some of the deals, but it still looks good. Uh, But yeah, we'll go off right now. We have some mail, and we'll get to that right about now. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best. Podcast all week, even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. Ah, yes, it is Mail with Jim. Thank you, Dancing Mike. I always have to bring that up. I was just thinking, like, we haven't really said much, and, you know, we do all these songs and whatnot. I hope people don't think I'm Ricky Henderson this shit up, and I'm singing about myself, because that is, in fact, Dancing Mike, Eric. You you know that, though. But I don't know what you're we're talking here. about. Uh, yes, Ricky Henderson. We're here with the mail section, and if you want to be part of the podcast, be the star of the podcast, like Luis, you end up having the mail at D- Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com, just like Luis did. He even did that fub first. He had to end up sending it again. Uh, but this is his mail this week, the only mail of the week. So he says, Luis, hello, get 
to hashtag Jim Eric, the yeah. best comic podcast couple this side of the multiverse and best crew to get fresh crew. Up to the plate, home run. Yeah, right. Here we go. This is the question of the week or questions. This, uh, think about all these secret hideouts of heroes and villains. Okay, I'm going to do that for a second. All, all right. right. Who has the best secret hideout, Eric? Who do you think? Personally, I think that the uh, Fortress of Solitude is the best hideout. I think as well. I think that is as well. You got that giant ass key, right? Nobody not can pick that shit up. The right? giant ass key, because I'm not going to be able to lift that to do anything. I am just in the forces of solitude, and anything you call, like the idea, if you can have this whole thing, like personally, like man, I'd love to have a bat cave, or I don't know who's saying they want a flash museum, but I'm sure there's people out there. But the idea, you put solitude in anything, and I want to be there because that I am all true. about I'm the solitude. You. Because especially the other day. Where it's like I had new neighbors that moved in across the hall, and they decided to move in at nine o'clock at night. So which is but like slamming up and down these stairs, stuff like that, right outside my doorway, doing all of these things at a late this hour. This is all wrong. Jess is in the freaking bathroom. She's taking a shower and then spends like forty-five minutes drying her hair with this new apparatus. So I have this uh, sounding and then banging behind me. I'm like I just need a fortress of solitude where I don't have to hear you? all this nonsense because it ha- gives me a panic attack and this terrible anxiety, and I don't know how to deal with it. So I want to be in there. I want to be by myself. I, I'm sure the place has cool-ass Wi-Fi with its crystal technology. And also, I have my own freaking intergalactic petting zoo. I actually thought what you were going to do is you go in there, you get the crystals, you're like there, and you just pretend you're else you're dead. You actually have them talk to you through the crystals and stuff. You're like, I'm oh, my God, Daddy. Now. You're like, Daddy. Uh, with that, I don't know why you'd want to live in the Bermuda Triangle, Eric. Uh, why, why would you want that. to do that? There. And also, I'm a big, I'm a bigger fan of the cold instead of the warm. So I'm sure it is, you know, reasonably uh, reasonable temperature inside the fortress, even oh, though it yeah. is in the uh, and the and Arctic. that's the thing. You're never leaving anyway, no. so you'd be in there. I got also, bringing me freaking Doritos and freaking soda right. pop. Kalex is making a lot of shit for me, but also, and I agree, well, I like the fortress there, of Well, solitude. according to Bendis, there's all these dimensional doorways. I'm just opening that shit up and sending Kalex to I'm, the market. I'm just taking a boat to the Bermuda Triangle. You <sighs> end up with all that, too, where if you go by Tom King and the second version of the Bachelor Party deal with uh, Lois or the Bachelorette Party, a lot of alcohol there. A lot of people oh, yeah. send Superman alcohol. I even got though sexy ass Superman robots doing shit for me. The funny thing about that was so forced with the idea of having to have the alcohol there, but then also explaining in that, I don't know why they send it because it doesn't affect them. But it's there, Eric. Sure and that is. is the deal. And, yeah, and you're just taking that and you're in and he and he does have good Wi Fi and cable package because he was even watching like the 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 game at the one point and they were oh, doing the big game stuff. Remember the big game? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think the Fortress of Solitude. But that's where it's that's at. the thing with with the idea of like the quiver. Not as going I to the always arrow cave, call no. it. Yeah, the quiver. That's the fucking it, garage. When you see it, and I just ended up because of on Patreon, I'm doing the Injustice Reading Club. When you do see that issue with the actual mention of Harley saying you should call it the quiver. Ollie walks around and shoots everything in there with arrows. There's nothing that doesn't have arrows in it. Like, just the couch has arrows in it. I don't need that shit. Also, do you go with the idea that Batman, because he wants to be on brand, because I'd love to think it is a hologram of the bat. No, I think the real bats, there's bat shit everywhere. I hate that. I don't want that. And why would he allow that still? It's just like, it's one thing to brand it up and whatnot. Other things, you know, it's dirty. I don't need to sit there and say, is that tartar sauce on my thing? Or is it bad shit? Is it guano, Eric? I don't need it's that. It's bad shit. Plus, that guano shit, that's caused a lot of problems in this world around. I think Batman's the cause. 
I'm just saying, there's a lot that. of stuff in there. If you don't have an Alfred polishing a penny and dusting all that other shit and taking care of the batshit, you're kind of screwed. At least the Force of Solitude, if you're all about that, you've got a bunch of robots to do this the, job the for you. The funny thing is when I'm thinking about it, too, and I'm like, okay, what other ways? And, and this also includes, you know, evil villains deal. And all I can think of is the, the you know, Legion of Doom headquarters and stuff. I don't want to be in the swamp. I mean, I already smell like one. I don't need to be there. But Maybe you I do thought need about to be the there. idea, too, though, with... <laughs> It's so funny to me. It's like you're going through and you're fortress beckoning. I'm like, okay, don't really want to hang out in the Flash Museum, Barry's apartment, and maybe his work. I mean, he's he, well, where like is Diana? he? Like, are you hanging out at her apartment, Themyscira? Because I'm not allowed there. Yeah, exactly. So that that is a funny guy. But Flash, he's got to up the game a bit. <laughs> I mean, well, he, he does have up, a like, secret speed lab. He does, but even that gets like sometimes I swear it's in the back room of the Flash Museum, oh, and that, that I don't need that. That you then have to vibrate through to get there. Yeah, I can't do that, and then I got to pay to get in the museum. I mean, you're talking I think it's about free. The, you're talking about the idea. I don't know. Times are tough. You you end up like you go and buy the popcorn at the movie, but don't go to the movie. Like I go there, I'm gonna think I got to go through the museum each time, and then I, I get that you like twist like the, the cod piece of wally west there the statue it opens up a door i'm in people might see that get the wrong idea i i don't know but the right one what other what other like i guess the iceberg lounge a lot of shit goes down there i don't need that yeah i'm not right? going there plus it seems cold i, I don't like the cold I, I don't need that. Down. yeah but i'd rather like you said i'm going in there and it's a one-way trip the Fortress of Solitude, I'm never leaving. No, that, that is big enough. You know, with all the freaking alien technology that's there, there's a replicator there, and I don't have to go to the grocery store. It's exactly. already made right there. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It'd be so awesome. I'd learn Kryptonese. No, you wouldn't. I'd, I, I know I wouldn't. I'd, I'd probably get bored within that. I'd probably just lay around and yeah. eat, and then, you know, I wouldn't be able to leave. Nonstop they, masturbation. They end up where, yeah, no, that would be too. I got those crystals going. And you end up where Superman gets the call. You're going to have to take out half of the freaking wall to get Jim the hell out of here. I'm fused to it. And the couch. thing is, if I want to hang bad. out, I'm shrinking my ass down like in Silver Age Comics going to Candor for a little while. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. A little trip to Candor. You wouldn't go to Candor. I'm just You'd saying if I want to. <laughs> I mean, I can just imagine. The only thing is you're there and you're like, okay, well, and like you said, though, you end up having technology where you're getting all your... Your action figures sent in and stuff like that. But imagine Superman's 3D printer. <laughs> oh my God. God forbid you find out that Candor actually has the target with the exclusive thing. You're shrinking your ass down Candor's to go weird. to Candorian Target. You're in there. They're after you. It's, it's bad news, Eric. It's, it's just going to be like Tamiko. Oh, Tamiko. Freaking um, Rika Tamaki when she was writing, you know, Crushing Loba. The idea, you just got to put, like, everything in space is the same. You just have to put space in front of it. So here's the Candorian Pizza Candor Hut. Candor Target. Can oh, what? what? They have Candor Little Caesars? I'm in. You got that new Batman pizza? <laughs> I'm going to shrink that down. Shit. I want the, yeah, I know. We don't have the Little Caesars so anymore. The, the funny thing is, is when I saw the picture, and I believe it was Carlos who put it up, right? Oh. I believe it was. I believe so. So he ends up showing this. Now, I don't get the idea. Is he showing us thinking like, look at this, because you have the typical Little Caesars nonsense there. The pizza's kind of a little mangled, right? And there's grease on the, the thing. It made me want the that pizza so bad. Are calzones, no, Jim. And, and that's the thing, though. I think that he might have been like, look at this bullshit. I'm like, oh, my God, you're living in I heaven. I hope that wasn't the case because all I wanted was that because goddamn pizza. that's all I wanted. Yeah, I love that. Just like the idea of that grease on the top of the box, too. I'm like, oh, my God, I need that I'm now. I want it now. And, yeah, we have the place in our town. 
that Little Caesars may be and maybe we're going to be famous Quakertown as the worst Little Caesars. It, it has to be up there. It was really that I saw people, you know, faking heart attacks at points to try to get. I, I don't even know. But somebody took you? over the shop. No, I'm <laughs> saying the people working there. And then in the meantime, a guy was in the bathroom probably taking drugs and wouldn't come out because the police were there. But you so end up know. where somebody ended up buying that building with the Little Caesars equipment that they got out of town. <laughs> they just left. And they bought the thing. They got the equipment. Now they're making pizza with that now. It's like a unofficial Little Caesars or something. So maybe you'll have to check it out. The problem is it ain't no five or six bucks is the, the deal. But like Logan said, it's Little Caesars with better ingredients is what he says, Eric. I don't but want it then. Ayos Luis says, uh, if you were there, what would you be playing with? We kind of already said that myself. Oh, yeah. What wouldn't I be playing with? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Except for the I Phantom know. Zone projector, because that would suck. Yeah, but you're waiting, you know, kind of do some wacky. You know that you'd end up using shit that you shouldn't anyway, because you kind of maybe get bored a little. You go to that zoo, you send somebody to the Phantom Zone, get a chuckle. Right? You do that. It's a right? move. I'm not doing now that. You're going there looking at all those aliens. You're like, I don't like the look of that guy. And end up zoopoo over there to the Phantom Zone. Next thing you know, Zadu's coming out. And honestly, this whole thing, you. you know, you know what I'm doing if I get bored in there? I'm going to grab like some kind of that freaking um the uh the I can't even think of the Black Purple Mercy. Stuff. No, no, I'm going to put the Black Mercy on. I'm putting myself until I die into my freaking dream world. Is is that a secret hideout? Because that's what I want. If I can put something on me and I get all my, it'd be funny too because I'm sitting there. I got shit all over me, food, stuff, my pants are off. This right? is a fantasy, Jim, not I right now. I put on the Black Mercy and, and it, nothing changes. It's <laughs> just that again. I, oh, man. All right. It worked. Ah, oh, yes. But then I just die, Eric. And, you know, isn't that the ultimate dream? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I said to Tanya the other day, I ended up pulling a muscle and it hurt so bad. And I just said, please, just take me away. <laughs> just, just let me die right here. She goes, you really want to just because of a pulled muscle? I'm like doesn't take that much baby i don't got out nothing to live for i just want to go and then logan's yelling from the other room make sure you write a will that's all he cares about well, I, said, I, well, I said what are you gonna get <laughs> then i yell i said i i said then this is the whole deal this was the other day that the provision is that they have to continue the podcast but they have to do it from a haunted house during a weekend oh there yeah you go, that's you the only way you get your will money that, a haunted house weekend podcast so yeah, that's there. But yeah, we already said what we play with. And he says, for me, the Batcave. And I'm playing with the Batmobile. And he bat says, shit everywhere. Bat shit everywhere. I mean, you think that that's mayonnaise on the cucumber sandwiches? You, you're freaking fooling yourself. Alfred Gross. is not bald. It's just a layer of guano over there. It's like a fake thing. And it says that is uh, it. Have a great week and see you. On the seventh, I like the killing. I do too. Right, but yeah, that is that. Thank you, Luis. And we're going to go off. We have two more books to end the week and the podcast. So we'll get right to that now. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. Ah, yes, there he is, Eric Shea, the man, the myth, the legend. And here we are with two books. And I think that these might be a little easier to get through. That Injustice, I, I was thinking in between breaks and things about the idea that we did like the Injustice League incarnate a bit, but it ended up where 
it didn't come out that way throughout. I mean, there was a lot of nitpicking and stuff with it and what we were upset about. But overall, I think it's a big thing. So I'm excited for that. But we're going to start this section with a book that we have really loved. And actually, I saw, again, people with two issues in gave a book of the year for 2021, which is insane. But it is Dark Knights of Steel. Now, I don't know at this fourth issue, do you think you're going to give a book of the year for 2021 or 2021? Be ridiculous, but yeah, this is one of the reasons why we always play that game of yeah, we're gonna wait and see how things work out. Definitely on my pool list for my twenty five dollar do or die pool list, which I was gonna suggest this week. You did, Uh, but I decided maybe we'll do that in the next couple weeks. Get a couple, you know, books going further, and and then we'll do that. But yeah, so with that, we have this book, which would be on mine as well, and it is written by Tom Taylor, art by Bengal. And Arif Priano and Wes Abbott, this is usually the Yasmin Putri deal, which really was one of the shining points of the book. Having that now, Bengal does a good job, but it does have a little different feel of it, but it makes sense. It's a flashback issue because this is going to give you that background that Bruce needs to know. How did all this come to be? How, how did Jarrell bang my mother? And so with that, You end up where we wanted to. It's weird. It's like one of those where I want to know that, but do I really? And when you get an answer that is so just generic and just thrown at you, then you think maybe it's better served to kind of leave that up in the air. Let's do. And you even said, and it it is kind of a diss. I mean, it is. But you said that while we do love the series so far, this issue itself, you said it, it reads like fan fiction. It reads bad like fan yeah, fiction. bad fan fiction. And it really does because it even with the setup is like Bruce is like, woe is me. I don't understand why that green rock affected me. I guess that I am, you know, a hypocrite. That doesn't really make sense. But but Alfred, tell well, me about how these magic things. users. And obviously he is one of these magic users as well. But with that, that doesn't really spell out what it really is. He doesn't know. No. But the idea of thinking the green men, like, no, you're actually, you're repelled by it. You were actually, in my mind, if you're going to think of green men means magic and that side, you're showing that you actually are repulsed and actually get sickened by it. No, no, I no. Think the that thing that is, that the idea that he is this half Kryptonian thing, the idea that anybody who's like a metahuman that has been locked up and stuff like that, he is also one of yeah, these people. Yeah, but like again, people. he's more pointing towards being just like Cal, who isn't locked up, and he's doing it for them. That's why well, I thought it was prince. a weird. Well, again, though, but he's what he is. He yeah. knows now that he is Superman's brother. That doesn't mean a hypocrite to me. This means that maybe because you see Cal, he's all against them. get rid of them magic users and put him in the base. I think that the hypocrite thing would be if he found out he was Luther's brother or he had magic. He actually is a Kryptonian or half Kryptonian. I don't think of that as a hypocrite, especially because he was protecting the royal family. That was exactly what he is now. And if we've seen anything from Dragon Ball Z to actually how even John Kent, son of uh, Kal-El, is right now, when you were a half Kryptonian, half human, that means you were actually stronger than those two full-blooded Kryptonians. Again, I thought that the weird play was, oh my god, I'm just like the people I protected against magic. I'm a hypocrite. It seems like, no, you were kind of just... What you were, you didn't just know how. And magic is just anybody with powers, not actual magic. But again, you end up kind of going with the idea that you don't think of the elves being magical base because that's who you're protecting from magic. That's I thought it was a weird angle that he goes with, but he ends up, I don't even know, you know, who my real father was. I thought Thomas and all this and Alfred's like, well, listen, I was there the whole time. Let me spin you a yarn. 
And you do end up where I saw the rocket come down And then the elves, they, they separated themselves It makes sense They went and lived all by themselves outside the, like, the house of El Kingdom It's still within the kingdom, but out, you know, beyond their reach and, and in my mind, where I think there's the intriguing part of I that I house of El Kingdom, but I mean like the, the Wayne Kingdom The Wayne Kingdom And I, um, I kind of would have liked this idea If we did see more of that I would have liked to have heard of like that, that Paul Bunyan-esque you know, mythology that there's a man in the woods and he's carrying the that would be kind of cool, but you just see this. We're not there for this, but I love the idea that they're just laying in bed listening to people talk to learn the language. You can maybe tell me that they also use their vision to see it, but they're just looking up in this you can't really get a language without seeing what people are talking about. Like it would be like the idea where you'd have to see the car to know what the word car would be. They don't got cars here. <laughs> and, but they're just laying there in bed. And I thought that that was a little fun. But you have to get them to understand things and whatnot. But they do want to stay away from everybody. They don't want to get involved because they're afraid. You know, they might not think well of us. And let's see what they really. Filthy aliens with godlike powers. Filthy alien, aliens on a planet with a bunch of savages is what right. I think they're going with, right? Well, out of nowhere, it's like almost like one of those Even things. Even the idea that we have the elves who have come from, you know, advanced Krypton and stuff like that to this medieval world of this, you know, Elseworld universe and stuff like that, where the elves come down and they make themselves a modest looking house for the air. I just imagine there's Jarrell being all scientists about it, creating new elements to freaking make concrete or steel and stuff He's like, like that. professor. To, exactly. Yeah. More freaking Gilgan's Island and shit up, but to the nth degree, because the professor is still using stuff on the island to make normal things like. This looks like a house that you would have in medieval times that they have. I'm like, I imagine he's making Kryptonian structures because of I'm, his knowledge. I'm telling you, use the crypt- go underground. I mean, this looks too easy. Like people just go by. Oh, hey, Earth theory, this, huh? right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, really. You end up though where it almost feels like this, this is how I took this as is the idea where you're like, oh, and everything was fine. I mean, you're sweeping across this landscape. You're like, oh no, the volcano. It's the just volcano. there. The volcano's just there, and it's about to erupt. You end up having. I like the idea that it rumbles and Jarrell jumps up because it feels like Krypton. Oh my god! Oh, we're here. All right, let's see what's going on. But that is out of nowhere. There's this humongous giant volcano. It is. It's Mount Doom. It's already lava is boiling up. It's smoking, but nobody seems to think anything of it. Even Jarrell and Laura before this. Like, oh, what about that volcano? Whatever. And so they end up, there's a rumbling. They go check it out. Oh, no, it's going to erupt in in two days. <laughs> it's too quick. Where they're like, well, okay, Jim, well, what the, should we the, do? The mountain has always been angry, and it's never threatened them. They, like, you know, Luther consulted the stars about this I shit. I get it's that. Fine. And the way that Tom Kinn's playing, again, that plays off like Taylor. that fan fiction tale, I'm sorry, where you end up with the, is the idea that you're going to, you're going to ape Krypton. Oh, my God. Jarrell is going to go and say, this is bad. This is going to blow up. Nobody li- – is this guy not convincing? No, is that the not. big thing? Does Only he have bad – he doesn't have the charisma that way. The other way he does blow Men the won't listen to him, but he can talk a woman in the bed no problem, it God, seems like. they here. will. Yeah, seriously, because this guy, every time he goes to anybody with hard evidence, even the hard evidence here is there is lava dripping out over there. It's going to erupt. Now, I consulted the stars. We say this, though. The only person that he tried to consult was Luther, who was trying to keep his place with, you know, being the advisor for the king and stuff like that. But that's, who that's looked at this a, random okay. guy like, you ain't going to tell me what to do, rando. As soon as, you know, Akelel goes to the king, it seems like things are, for the most part, going to work out here. Well, at that point, it's erupting. <laughs> I love the idea that this Luther on this earth, he's got the big cock energy arc because he's got hair. 
That's all it is. He's For like, now. I got the Dutch boy hair. I'm going to get but this. Because of those lousy L's, he's going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Always. He ends up burning this note. And what it ends up being is that Jarrell says to Laura, listen, I'm going to write up some plans here. I think that the plans say really big, get the fuck out, run. You go and dig yourself some uh, He says trenches and things yeah. and moats and stuff. I'm telling you, the two-day part of this, it, uh, yeah, get the hell out. You got two days to run. Start running now. And, yeah, it, the Luther doesn't deliver the notes. So the, you know, the elves are still there. They're like, hey, wait a minute. They're not building these trenches or anything. They're not moving. They didn't evacuate. What are we going to do? And that is where, okay, we're going to have to get out of, you know, hiding. We're going to have to. And this part to me found, it felt very like Superman and Lois when like we had the pre-Flashpoint Clark and Lois living in the new 52 Earth, but keeping a low profile until shit went wrong. And then they had to expose themselves like where Superman then became the Superman once the new 52 one died. It felt very much like that to me with them hiding out like this around a bunch of savages. Some of the stuff, I like that play of, you know, crypto, you know, the deal, but it just. It ends up being, and me and you were talking, I even said in my review, the idea where you get to a point, and then it seems like Tom Taylor has to be a tryhard, where nobody's going to be convinced yet that this is good, so let's add 17 other things on top, and then push away the thing that we all want. All this, I don't care about an exploding volcano here. What I want to know is, how is Jarrell fucking Martha, and nothing came about? Like, what is the deal here? That's all, I mean, really. And then how are you going to get out of it? This Man, also- look at that man with the abs and the godlike power. Come over here. My husband is doing kingly duties all goddamn day when really I just need him to be over here doing some queenly duties. And here, here's the deal here. You end up, well, we see that Wayne's, they don't do certain things, Eric. They don't go downtown. Uh, but the else, they're all in. You end up where... Wants that to be canon now. <laughs> this starts to feel a little bit the idea of Dick Grayson's dad. And oh, well, they were on a little bit of a you know, a side deal, and they were. Oh, you talking about with the new sister and Nightwing new, and stuff like Nightwing that? Yeah. And the new sister. It feels like, but it's even worse. Like I had a problem because it did make you know his parents seem weird. But he tried to fudge and says, "Hey," and, and I'm with okay that, with that one, shit happens again. Though this went with the Tom Taylor stuff, where nobody is ever called out on anything. Everybody is a saint. Everybody's going to get over the worst of things when they are the main characters. And why I said, and I I just happened to mention the mention this last week or the week before on that Injustice Reading Club where I said that I think that Tom Taylor, where I think that he's afraid to make a Dick Grayson be anything but a saint. And that Nightwing book, people like it, but I think that it starts to get a, a bit too much. But why I thought the Elseworlds stuff, why these things always hit, was because this allowed him then to kind of make the rough edges. You're allowed now. You're in Elseworlds. Nobody's going to call you up. You exactly. can do that. And I thought that this was. You say that, though. Everybody called out his Zala Jorel, though, killing people. But even then, that you get that idea that that's why he's able to do it. And yes. he has it. It's not the Supergirl you know. All of a sudden, he backs off here, and he ends up where, when you have a full out Jorel fucking Martha. Everybody's fine with it. They're mad at first. It's such a weird situation. I'm telling you, I'm okay with the Nightwing stuff because it's something that, like, you know, Dick is finding out after the fact from, like, you know, somebody who heard this type of thing. Alfred, yes, he's telling the story. It's along the same lines. Alfred was there the entire time. Don't tell it verbatim. Like, the idea that you can't call out freaking Dick's dad because him and his mother are already dead and stuff like that. That is, like, you know, a normal thing. I think they explain enough. But when you have the situation where you have a an alien god who's helping out your kingdom, though, you have a king in a medieval freaking world, and then this alien beds your wife and gives a, a, like a son. But, you know, no, we're still cool. And that's essentially how we're saying, you know, you know, we loved you all. We loved you so much, Bruce, that we just kind of got over this shit. Yeah, he was meant. Now, again, 
you have to pull this back like you're saying and think of it as something that it seems to be aping a lot of which is the game of thrones shit ain't cool there i mean i'm telling you when you're a king and you find out that this stinking alien fucked the queen Shit goes bad. This is bad stuff. But yet like, it's I like, want there to be a thing, though. Like, if they were to take it further, the idea that eventually it's not something that, like, we're all just cool with. It. It's something that Thomas Wayne was forced to be cool with because he tried to do something about it, but there was nothing that he could possibly do that been for cool. these beings to be taken down or anything like that. Like, he tried to do something secretly, maybe, to not gain the wrath. Like, we see it's happening now that Jarrell is dead in the present time. I, mean, I want this to be an internet. I can't say the word, but inevitable that he has to be okay with this because there's nothing because else he, he can has do to and he's mad and he's angry and you could have the idea that you know but no we loved you so much bruce we just got over this it could be the idea of like bruce wondering well i, I he could barely remember it seems anyway so it's not like that but the idea that thomas wasn't real hip on him and kind of avoided him or whatnot it wouldn't have really and then he really threw himself into the kingdom and then you know well you don't get that because then you have to make it as well as like oh and also thomas wayne he couldn't father children that's the deal of it like you have to add that at the end and as you grew the resentment he harbored faded away yeah and so when you get that it's like oh my god they they fuck oh my god that's horrible no 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 you, you don't get this. Yeah, your dad was a little mad. You know, the king. Now, if you want to make it into a weird, like, you know, maniacal kind of king situation where it's almost like a, a medieval freaking uh, child support. It's like, you have done this against me, the king of this land. You owe me all the technologies you know about to make me the freaking the best ruler there is in this world because you did this or something along those lines. Or you find out that, I mean, it's crazy deal. I mean, but Tom Taylor's not going to go this way or whatever. What happened if you found out that you definitely had Thomas say to Martha, listen, you have to say what I say. You do what I do. You're the queen. I'm the king. I need you to go and kind of seduce him because we need a super child because these guys are going to take over shit and we need a child that is half of them. All we're really doing is making Thomas Wayne and Jarrell look okay. I'm wondering what Lara's freaking feeling this entire time because we never mentioned how, like, you know, we see, him, like, you know, Jarrell so, like, you know, look at her like, oh, my God, what did I do? But... Beyond this one little thing with his head down like a sad fucking puppy and her with her mouth, her hand up to her mouth. That's it. After that, we're all just hanging out. We're a big old family now. Oh, yeah. They're having picnics together, things like that. Even when you have the original deal where the elves, they they have to save the kingdom. It's going to be destroyed because Luther was consulting the stars, right? He gets kicked out. Well, they end up saying, hey, well, we have our kid, Cal. Can you hold him? And you end up having Martha like, oh, my God. Yeah, Thomas Wayne in the background with his arms crossed, pissed off. Like, and so with that, it just feels weird because you almost get that deal because we know what's going to go on. I mean, how can you make it more that Laura comes in and wows the room with her smile, where you're like, "Oh my god, she's going to bed that." It's just so crazy where she's going to be pissed, but everybody's going to be fine. And I think that she's part of the idea of you know they're so. I, I don't get it. But yeah, you end up like really quick. They do save things. They end up saving the deal and everybody loves him. Luther gets knocked out of the kingdom. Hey, get out of here. And he finds some Krypton. 
he becomes the green man. It's no, almost not, like the has, like, It doesn't even feel like he doesn't find kryptonite or anything like that. He finds a rock that has been ejected from the like the volcano during the whole thing that seems to be a case for a green lantern yeah, ring. I, I still think it's like connected to the kryptonite deal, just the way it goes. Well, it should just be a out. thing where he becomes a kryptonite man. The idea of like the green man, we all suspect a green lantern or something along those lines or something connected to the green with that. But the idea that it is... You know, I wanted to him just to be a kryptonite man because it turns out he is Lex Luthor this entire time, this green man that went and killed Jarrell with the help of Green Which Arrow at one and stuff point like that. We thought it might be, but we yeah. thought it was going to be a little but different. But now again, because it, it's become the Starheart, though, to a degree where, like, you know, the idea that the Starheart's going to cause this disaster, it's going to bring, like, you know, like the whole, like, the you know, background that there is to the original Alan Scott Green Lantern. When you have this thing, it's not even that, though, because you don't have the little, it's just a normal Green Lantern-looking ring, but for some reason, it blasts Luther back to where his mouth gets blown apart to a gigantic, like, terrible smile, and then we find out, yeah, the Green Man, Lex Luthor, he's like a joker. So now you have a joker, like, just just imagine, this is why it feels like bad fa- fan fiction to me, because it's Tom Taylor writing, like, imagine this, the Green Man, he's He's Lex Luthor, who's also a Green Lantern. But you know what? He's also a Joker. Yes. And again, we had it earlier. Listen, Thomas Wayne, he was man at first, but he thought, but also he can't have kids. So you end up everything just, has you a, keep adding on to this weird playground kind of storytelling. That's all it seems. And where you get it by the end, you're like, you really didn't have to do that. It's <laughs> like we, we were into the story. You didn't have to make it seem like you're so desperate to get people wowed and things like that. And I think that this goes way over the top with it, even at points where just silly things where they're going to go and they're going to go and meet the Amazons. You know, you have the Waynes and the Elves, their best of friends now because, you know, they had sex with each other and they're going to go by carriage. And there's why do we have to go carriage? Oh, not all of us can fly. I think you could if you tried hard enough. No, no. Not, not a, He's you the know, good son. Deal. Also, remember, and me and you talked about this also, the idea that nobody knows that Bruce is anything but what he is, but yet everybody, it seems, and everybody in the kingdom knew he was a bastard, not really Thomas. Well, that's the, the thing is, the carriage is destroyed by the green man Lex Luthor right there, but he was aiming for the elves for like carriage, but it got it mixed up, killed the freaking like Waynes right here, and you, and you just have, you know, Martha Wayne Diamond there. I think you guys should be the kings and the queens. And I don't know if that's we, binding. We've kept Bruce's parentage a secret this whole time. But you know what? The entire kingdom fucking knows. About- yeah, and you know what? why that's thrown in? Because if that's not done that way, Bruce is king. I mean, that that's the deal. He's young, but there's been boy kings, whatever. They have to throw in. He throws in. And also. He's going to be a Joffrey. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that he's not the there. So they're not going to accept him. But yet. Please become king and queen until he's old enough to be king. You just said that they're not going to accept him. And now once you get, I mean, Martha, yeah, she's not really thinking straight here. She's dying. But the idea that. This is crazy talk. The lineage changes now. You've just made the L's. This isn't going to work out for Bruce. It's either he could become king or he can't. No, he's a bastard. Nobody cares about him. But she does say, wait till he's older so that he can take over. He, she says, the people already love you, you're wise, you are compassionate, they are welcome to you, protect our home until Bruce is ready to rule. But she just said they'll never accept that. So why do you even put that? It doesn't make sense. And she's like, you know what else doesn't okay. make sense? Well, I do like seeing the kids all together, like Cal and Bruce and Zala here, you know, playing up in a tree and doing stuff like both fathers, even though they should hate each other or have some kind of resentment, who are friends as well. We're all going to get together and do these things. C- kids, come on down out of that tree. Man, how do you know we're up there? The problem with this is, when uh, Jarrell calls up to them, he says, Zara, Cal, and Bruce, not Zala. And they so they get the name wrong here as well. Yeah, there's some problems here. And it does, like I said, 
everything in this feels it's funny, like we're learning the parentage of Bruso, but it seems like Supergirl, while is the sister of both these, it's kind of left out. We know so little about her. Like, oh, at one point, she was sent to the Amazon and island to become and an Amazon. I now know she's about, angry. Right? I want to know more about her and see more of like what happened that made her like. But now we got a Lex Luthor Green Lantern Joker. A Joker, because he ends up even that. Like, it's funny like, too. It, it goes with what we talked about with Batman this week on the Patreon spotlight. Like, how many people does Lex Luthor want to be? So with Super Lex, Bat Lex, now he's a Green Lantern Lex to Earth Three. Alexander Luthor was a Mazaz, the Shazam of Earth Three. He doesn't realize the greatest Lex is Lex. Oh man, <laughs> he, he needs some more self confidence. Right? He's been dying to be all these other things. He hasn't lived this Lex, even though this Lex is consulting the stars and his astrology chart. He's there. I'd love it as every he's day. A fella. Every day he comes out and he's like, "Okay, King, you will meet somebody crazy today." And like he's just doing, you well, know, this is you have you, this is a classic fantasy trope where you have the advisor who talks who's supposed oh, to be yeah. a magic man consulting all these things who was just a huckster. Yeah, he is, and that works for Lex. And I like the setup of him getting mad or whatever. But I do love where there are everybody when you do save the kingdom, the big volcanic eruption that came out of nowhere. They end up saving it, and the elves are getting petals of roses thrown at them as they walk through the, the village, and you end up having black lightning. Uh oh. I don't like this. This is that prophecy. Get me Constantine. Oh, it's like the whole thing, like the idea like where King Kong and Godzilla would fight each other. Like, what is a king to a god? And that's exactly what you have here where you have King Wayne, but you got gods in your kingdom. Who am I throwing roses to? The fucking gods. You also have a guy with lightning powers. Like, it, it's, it's kind of a wizards. weird play, right? <laughs> that idea is like, he can't see past the lightning. He ends up where they, they had this, and then you get now being able to hey we're gonna do all this you know magic stuff it's gonna be great whatnot but when they do get in those carriages you do end up having and this is after the and then they made sweet love and everybody was pissed you have thomas wayne is so mad at first but he got over it quick because he fell in love with bruce there is no way I would be sitting there i'm like i hate you you are a monster of a man though no i'm not it's not my kid exactly. I'm, I'm going to right there i'm like jerell where, where's the dough here you owe some child support, asshole. Uh, the guy fucked the queen. I mean, this is crazy, but everybody's fine. Hey, Will look at us. Get off. We're doing chicken fights there here. In your wife's bedroom. Oh. The idea of where they're doing that. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're doing chicken fights. Everybody's laughing in that scene. <laughs> you see Laura and Martha <laughs> on fight. the side. And then Martha's like, look at that asshole king. Such a king that he doesn't even get any sort of vengeance on a guy who fucked me. Oh, my God, you're the worst. But then you end up where Luther accidentally shoots the wrong carriage. Now, of course, he doesn't just reload and shoot the other one right away. He has to stall. Joker powers are weird, Jim. He has to yell that he's, ah, <laughs> I'm the Joker, I am. And then Jarrell shoots at me. Oh, shit. And he goes away. He had the opportunity to just destroy both. It's Why don't we have both? It's the whole deal. But he gets away. Oh, no. And then, you know, you have, you know, also where I love where Cal takes off after him, but he can't get to him. And then they, they get back to the steel. And oh, my God, the Waynes are going to die. And at the last bit, if I'm Thomas, I'm like, hey, Jarrell, come here. Fuck you. I'd be so mad. Uh, A pox on thee. That idea of. Nobody's around, but I'm gonna give you the kingdom. Take it. Can you put here's, that in writing? Here's the keys. And but by also, the way, who's gonna oppose them again? Gods. Bruce is a bastard. He can never be king. But what I want you to do is wait till he's old enough to be king. And again, he he has godlike powers too. They don't know this yet, but he can do whatever he wants. Again, that ends up 
making it even worse. But the thing is, the whole idea, uh, and I love this play by Alfred. Alfred, is he an unreliable narrator? Or is he just a flip-flopper? He ends up painting I the picture. I want this to be a thing of painting this picture just to make Bruce feel better. And we'll find out later on that things were not like He's this. painting a picture that is the saints among saints. Well, then Bruce ends up saying, I don't know, things feel wonky. Well, listen. They weren't that good. He ends up like throwing shade at the last second. Yeah, and again, that just throws you back like, damn right, they weren't. Like, let's go and reverse this a bit. Flip it up, reverse it. Let's go Missy Elliott because I want to get back to that story about everybody being fine with it. And I would love to have almost like what we get a lot of with Harley Quinn talking about her childhood. I had the greatest childhood. You see, it's really bad. I'd love to see that all this shit is just complete bullshit and everybody was at each other's throats all the time. And they ended up kind of Pulling it together for the good of, you know, Bruce and the other kids or whatnot. But, yeah, the whole kingdom knew, except, you know, Bruce, Cal, everybody else important here. Alfred knew, though. And he says at the end, and it's a very fantasy-like thing, a trope, almost like the idea that you would see in a trailer of, well, do you have a plan? No, but I have a king! And they go off, like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but... Again, I love this series. This Me does too. not affect disappointing issue. This does not affect anything of what's because this is a flashback deal. I get that he kind of set up a weird deal of, you know, how am I going to explain this, you know, effing around and stuff like that. He did the best he could, gets it going. Like I said with Justice League Incarnate earlier, I get the gist now. All right, let's go. And I still love the series, though, and I can't wait to get back to the actual regular. No, I agree part. because you have the situation where it interrupts our story to get this backstory that doesn't, like I said, feels like fan fiction. Bad fan fiction to a degree because here's the here's the parts, the details that matter. They got over, and here's a lantern, Joker, Lex Luthor, and the whole thing. Like, and also you have Bengal on here, which the art's okay, but it doesn't live up to what we've had previously. So all around. This is a disappointing issue to a great series so far. And it is funny the way you say, and, and we like Bengals art. It's yeah. just not as good as Yasmin Putri's. And so with that, what you get, the fudge deal, fan fit, you kind of take this, it's a throwaway. Don't worry about this. You read it. You get the gist. You, you said it right now. You really only need to know Joker, Lex, and they got over they it. So cool. go. So I think that this is one of those, like, you know, just a side deal. It, it almost feels like this could have been. Just a, a little one-issue one tie-in, yeah. yeah, like that, or an annual, something along the lines. Now, with that, I'm going to be completely honest. Me and you are pricks, right? So oh if, we di- if, if we didn't get this, we would have been bitching all the- What the hell? <laughs> we would have been wanting to know. So here we go. We, we got what we wished for, monkey paw. But, yeah, getting back to the book, uh, I'm full in. I still love this series. Uh, just this is a downer. Uh, what would you give it? I would give it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I give it a 6. I give it a 6 out of 10. I, I think was at a 6, but I went down just because I got angry at the end of talking about it. It's just when I say the the Lex Luthor, who's a Green Lantern, but he's also a Joker. He could, He's still Lex Luthor. Just make him a kryptonite, man, for Christ's sake. I'm going to end up, I want us to tag this. It's the but also storytelling. That is yeah. something that I, I think that it works out because you get the but also. But also, and it just keeps happening in this to make things work out, but feel big. And yeah, and it again, we could have said that with Just League Incarnate at points with that beginning too. Uh, but in this, and it was I a did. bit of a down- Yeah, we did. So that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But this was a bit of a downer in a great series, so I can I can deal with that. Uh, but the next book is a weird one. It is your book and your only book of tonight's podcast here, and it's Suicide Squad. And it's weird. You'll get to the credits. It's just weird because. 
instead of making things working out more to get me excited of War of or 3 and things like that. It's the only thing I'm excited about here. I'm starting to get lost a bit and wondering, and now I'm looking at War of Earth 3 to actually be something that would make sense of all this instead of something that I wish was set up to be just awesome in itself and a progression deal. But and that might be just me, but you get with it. What are the credits? Suicide Squad number 12, written by Robbie Thompson and Dennis Hopeless, with R by Eduardo Pansico, Julio Ferreira, Dexter Soy, Marcelo Maialo, Matt Herms, and Wes Abbott. And this whole thing leading up to it, like there was all these elements that you wanted to see. We know we're going to eventually, because of future state, we're heading towards Earth 3. We know there's a big crossover for the War of Earth 3 coming up. So that's what we're leading to. As far as a trade would go on the six issue, this is the finale before the next big thing. This is what we've all been waiting for to get to. You have Rick Flagg coming to Task Force X Island with his own Suicide Squad. You have our Suicide Squad on Earth 8 for some reason, just fighting their counterparts, the Lightning Strikes, which are knockoffs of the Thunderbolts from the Marvel. But what do you get out of all of these things? Like, why are we here to fight, you know, the, the Earth Aches Lightning Strikes? Because Amanda Waller wants to see if they'll do what needs to be done to, for whatever she says and stuff like that. So we're just fighting for no real reason over here. At least we're we fighting this... to finish the trait. Exactly. Well, previously, we had a scavenger hunt that didn't make a lot of sense, but we we're gathering things to whatever she wants to do on Earth 3. Now we're just on this planet having a big action scene, which all you get is the idea Oh my god, Major Force dies. And if Amanda Waller knew anything about Major Force or have read anything he's been in previously, you know this motherfucker never dies. He's the anti-Uncle That's Ben why because you have he always comes back. So he, he dies does. and she's all like, I could have really used him. I'm like, you still can. What are you doing here? Because we're moving off now. We just have the new Task Force Z, or the not Task Force Z, the uh, Rick Flag Suicide Squad coming in. And Task you want to see them. Flag. It's Task Force Flag. Why not? Yeah. You have them coming in. All Flag you want to see is these badass villains take on the badass villains that we have been reading this whole time. But all they're doing is beating up guards. And that's it. And even when they get to Amanda Waller, you don't get anything there because she's a hologram or teleports away. I don't know what she does here because she's already on Earth 3. She Maybe she's on Earth a 3. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that, this is what I have problems with. The idea that we like this book. The story, though, we keep no, no. saying it's convoluted. I like characters well, that we have on our saying. regular ones, like Clebra, Talon, Match, Nocturna. You're setting up the idea where you have Rick Flagg, you have Peacemaker, you have some other characters that we don't necessarily love as much as, say, Calabra and, you know, Tally and things like that. And to see them go against each other, you would have that idea of, your, you know, which bad team are you going to end up? We're going to go with our Suicide Squad team. But it's kind of a neat thing to actually be like, the idea where Robbie comes, it's going to hit. Oh, my God, I love these characters. I think they're great. I, I've been following them. I've been doing this. And so you end up with the idea with that, but it never happens. They're fighting the Thunderbolts slash the Lightning Deal. And you even have, I mean, seriously, you got to get Ambush Bug the hell out of this Oh, my book. God. He dicks up this book the entire time just freaking, you know, pointing himself in that Spider-Man meme just to have with the uh, blood pout. It's Deadpool. And even with that, you're not even playing a, oh, you look like a sexy Canadian actor. Please. You are doing things that are supposed to be big, and then you end up fucking it up. You dick it up by having this jokey deal where it feels desperate that you know you don't have a story, so you're going to try to yuck it up, and it's nonsense. And you're stuck on Earth. 
you're stuck where you shouldn't be and the regular team isn't even able to do things. And before we had this idea that for some reason they wanted to introduce in this book the idea, if you go to another multiverse, you're not on the same frequency there, so you're going to get sick and you're going to die whenever this happens. That's why Bloodsport has his freaking helmet that he has in the movie, because that keeps his vibrations right with whatever world he's going through. We kind of moved away from that. We're not worried about that anymore. You had said, and you came up with a great excuse to do that. This was a way that Amanda Waller would continue putting the screws there that they would think they couldn't just go off this yeah. would make sense but never had that it's just it is a stupid thing in the beginning you said that it just throws everything off it limits everything so they just got rid of it but even then this book has been the characters yeah you're going to this war of earth three but you're already showing that you have no story before that here you're gonna have rick flag show up but then would you would i'm already on their anything. and they just show up like you you had this entire build-up of rick flag putting together his task force x to take on amanda waller and her suicide squad to get retribution for what was done to him for it to mean nothing now it may mean something later on during the war for earth three or after that whenever we get back to it but this entire build-up that we've been spending page space to do build up this really badass team you do nothing with here. She ends up stranding some of our favorite characters on Earth 8. And, and with that, though, you, you don't even get that, you know, side deal where some of these, you know, collaborate. She needs the resin. Well, that's just resin got, yeah. But you never even mention that. And the point I'm, I just thought, just kill yourself. It'll get you later. I mean, just get out of there. Go to hell like you are. Maybe you'll be in heaven this time. Not if you kill yourself. The idea, yeah, really. The idea of like, oh, man, you love these characters. Well, some of them, you know. I guess, you know, you'll find out. They'll go grab them and whatnot. But in this issue, you pretty much have Rock'em Sock'em and nonsense with Ambush Bug and Blood Pouch. That's all you get. And yeah, you get a little bit Nocturna and that. But even that, it was nothing. You end up having, you know, major. he's going nuts and he's trying to kill everybody. And then he dies. But you said that doesn't even feel big because, you know. I've seen that motherfucker's head cut off and set into space. He came back. Yeah. And then in the meantime, Rodriguez, the, the great, she's running around. She's taking out all the protocols. She's doing this. So when Amanda Waller does get pissed and tries to blow up the head, uh, of a, it doesn't work. So she skedaddles out. So nothing does anything in this issue. I thought that for the most part. You know, it's colorful. When you when you have, you know, some of these characters, especially Major Force, it, it is a cool deal. You get a lot of pinks and stuff like that. It's it's neat colors. But what are you doing besides just infighting still going and not really doing the strength of this book, which is the character work, which I wanted to see Rick Flag Peacemaker show up and try to convince maybe the team to do this or that or whatever, but they don't even meet because they're you know, and even gone. the idea, because we have these machines that will send our heroes to different places, and I'm guessing with Ambush Bug's teleportation powers that he'll be able to get anybody back, but the whole idea when Amanda Waller fucks off to Earth 3, she's like, all right, well, I need a major force, but I don't need everybody else, like Calabra or Nocturna, so I'm just going to, like, you know, fade away, teleport, match Black Siren and Talon to Earth 3 with me and leave Ambush Bug, Nocturna, and Calabra on Earth 8 stranded there. I'm like, well, what does that what that do for me? And even the idea, like, when Amanda Waller's like, I'm not actually here, Rick Flag. I'm a hologram. And then the Earth opens up and it's like, they're attacked by Clayface. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. No, it's not Clayface. It's Clayface of Earth-23. I'm like, that means nothing to me. And I, and I love the idea that it's Bloodsport. He yells, Clayface from Earth-23. I'm like, what brain do you have? And I'm like, where are you getting this? This is Clayface. Look, the thing is, 
I'm going to go with it just because he's been tripping the multiverse fantastic. He has his helmet going on. Maybe cons- like the I mean, he shows was him. one of the ones that gathered him and whatnot. But still, just to yell that, just to have us, like you said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Clayface from Earth 23. Oh, shit. She's like, I, I'm Matt, you tried, I didn't like it, but I loved a bizarro, boom, 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 let's get everybody. And then at the end, everybody seems gung-ho, and let's go War for Earth 3. And, Which know. really kind of sucks, because the War for Earth 3, I was looking forward to it, because I, extend- I expected like a, a bigger roster. Because when we go to Earth 3, the only characters that we have here to have our other counterparts go up against, it looks like it's going to be Match, Talon, and Black Siren, yeah, and, Black and that's Siren. it. I thought it was going to, like, I think that we'll get more, but again, remember the setup for... War of Earth 3 in the Flashbook might even be Maxine Baker. Like, the idea that there's a kidnapped kid, that's what ties in the Teen Titans Academy and Flash. So maybe there are more. We're just not seeing them yet, and we'll see what's going on. But even so, it just ended, and I'm like, what happened? Like, and the majority of the issue happened. is fighting Earth 8 lightning strikes team while ambush bug cracks jokes this entire time. Like, and almost breaks continuity towards like, oh my god, these are the, the thunder, thunder bugs. Oh, but then it has to keep going. Like the thunder I can't bugs. say that for legal reasons. That's legally not allowed to say and that. And a lot of people might like this freaking fourth wall break. Thing. I just really hate ambush bug because when you get him, this is all you get. I want to take this book seriously because in my mind, we're leading towards serious things with the War for Earth 8. But we just have Ambush Bug doing his freaking lines left and right while we're giving pretty much nothing, it feels like, throughout the story. And then you have to get Blood Pouch to really mess it. And like you said, even the idea earlier when we're talking about Psycho Pirate, where, uh, you know, everybody does the wonky deal, whatever, whatever. You throw Ambush Bug in and all bets are off and it makes everything a goof. And he overtakes he, he does he's like the idea where i always say if you you have a story that goes on in gotham and you have a penguin story you can't introduce the joker because it'll always then become a joker story ambush bug does that in a way where he just he ends up throwing you out of the issue so many times that it becomes more an ambush bug than anything else you're like here we go again oh my god ambush bug. and such- yeah you have the spider-man meme like everything is so Desperate and forced, it seems that well, it, it it's such just a threw weird me situation off. too. Because Amanda Waller is pissed that Black Siren has killed Major Force because he's a, a major piece of shit that should you know deserve everybody attacking any given chance because he is just the worst. But when this happens, Amanda Waller is pissed off. She goes to blow up Black Siren's head with a freaking brain bomb. But Doctor Rodriguez is already like you know taking that offline, so she can't do this. It's like, damn you, Rodriguez. But why at the end of this, then, is Black Siren one of the people that is taken to Earth 3? I know. I, I don't know. I guess she's like, well, I wanted to kill her then, but I kind of changed my mind. Like, what are you going to do now, though? You've just brought her to where you are, and you wanted to kill her, and she's well, already pissed maybe off maybe the at idea, you. She, she wanted to kill her because she did kill Major Force. So maybe it's the idea, well, I wanted Major Force. You kind of killed him. Well, there you go. You're now the Super Bowl winner. It's like one of those things where people go like, well, the Eagles lost to Dallas in the first round. Then Dallas won the Super Bowl. So if the Eagles won that one game, they would have won the Super Bowl. I guess I don't know. maybe out of the choices you have right here between, you know, who are you going to choose? Ambush Bug, Nocturna, or Culebra, and Black Siren. Maybe Black Siren is the one you want to make sure that you, your team wins ultimately. I don't know. Ambush Bug, while I hate him, is useful for his teleportation powers. You have him, and, and you almost want to get rid of him if you like, want to Culebra, punish the Culebra rest. Culebra is supposed to be our freaking humor here, our freaking like, our, like uh, comic relief, and then Ambush Bug has overtaken everything that we did with her. All the goodwill that was made with that character showing how fun she is. She's not as fun anymore. She's become a one-trick pony with the who and tally. Well, Ambush Bug takes up the spotlight with all this nonsense. I think that the craziest thing would have been, and I guess, you know, why do this or whatnot, it kind of was what Tally had before, the talent. 
the idea that they get ambush bug and he's just completely straight laced he doesn't but like and they're all worried like what's up with this guy like it weirds me out that he's like this like amanda waller thinks you're gonna get but even then why would amanda waller want wise cracking but if this would have been an ambush bug he shows up and he's depressed he's not cracking wise he doesn't break the fourth wall i think maybe you could play with that with the idea where the the character work in this book has been really really good once you get ambush bug you end up going against it like you said you take Calabra, not even necessary anymore. She's just, you know, activating dental plans left and right. But with that, I think that maybe the, that would have been a cool play. Like, oh, my God, Ambush Bug's here. And, like, all of a sudden he becomes, like, a really kick-ass character in a Suicide Squad. And you're just waiting for him to break. And then maybe if he does by the end, then it is a little more comical. But this is just straight-up comedy routine. He's working his material. He doesn't shut up. And it throws me out. When you end up, you can't just say, Hey, this is the Thunder. Bu- oh, I can't say that. That's the other comic. Come, you're going to be thrown out. Why throw people out of an issue? And chuckles are not like worth it. it. But yeah, some people like it. But I don't know. I haven't really seen anybody who said this book was elevated by Ambush Bug. I see the user reviews. I see all these things. Like, please get this guy out. He's fudging it up. And you're, you're trying to tell an important story, especially this. Well, everybody on Comic Book Roundup this week, it seems like. I didn't check all the individual user reviews, but the the average score between users and actual reviewers on Comic Book Roundup, everybody seems to love this issue, but me. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. It's it's an eight two overall, and the regular deal seven eight on the user deal. So that is, you, it goes from an eight down to you fudging up the works as well. You're the ambush well, bug. The thing is, even talking thing, about this whole thing, from what I'm going on down, side, I'm going down because there's nothing to this. I'm what your original even score you, is. Even when you have this going on with the big cliffhanger to like, you know, what's going on with Rick Flagg and his team? Oh my God, Clayface from Earth 23. You have War Zod, the son of General Zod here. He can take care of this problem, no, no problem at all. Yeah, 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 really. And so with all of this, uh, what do you give it? Because I'm going down, like, things. I do love the art all the way through. Yeah, I think the book good. looks great. It's just the substance behind it. We have taken all the substance and the character work and all the goodwill that was built up from the beginning of this and pretty much feels like it's just wasted it to get to the War for Earth 3, which I still look forward to because I'm hoping that's going to right the ship. But this finale, to get to that point, it, it just feels like there's nothing here at all. Anything that was built up that you look forward to was just thrown away because we're doing this other thing. So this doesn't matter. So a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a 5.5 starting to kind of get to me the whole deal of it, you know, not going with its strengths and not really telling a story. And, uh, you know, maybe Dennis Hopeless will, will combine with him and they can get something else going. I, I don't know because it is a bit of a disappointment, especially ending up a deal here before, but with all the great character work and the great art everything that we're getting from this book initially this was definitely on my 25 dollar do or die pull list, but it has since dropped off of that yeah, because I think, I think it's fallen off substance mine as well. has fallen away and the thing I, like even before the idea of going from place to place because we need some mysterious thing that we're not really going to talk about because this became a scavenger hunt story and i hate those to begin with and then all of this built up for the thing that i wanted to see oh that doesn't matter anymore like, oh, oh. now yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, it's definitely not my book of the week. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is Just League Incarnate number four. That is mine as well, including both, uh, you know, Batman 120 and Monkey Prince number well, one. I'm telling so you, that's if, all if the Monkey Prince number one was anything like the Festival of Heroes story or the Monkey Prince it number zero, easily that been would have been my book of the week. But that, yeah. number, that first issue did not live up to those Yeah, we even ones. said like we were like eight, five, nine with those intro stories. Uh, and then you get to the main thing here and it was a little bit more of a disappointment. But again, if you want to hear us talk about that, that's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science where. 
two of these books that we're going to mention for next week will be on as well. Picked by the badasses. We got Fresh Crew. <laughs> Batgirls number three, Eric. Hopefully we get more on board with that. A lot of people liking it already. I need yeah, to kind of settle down. At the art, maybe I'll be used to it. This is one of those things. The art style is not really clicking with me, but we always bring it up. Riley Rossum, I'll never click with us, but it did then. Your finally style's not a problem the with this book. I think there's a lot of problems, but a lot of people seem to like it. So Batman Catwoman number 10, you end up having your man Clay Mans back there. So you can it's celebrate about time. that and check out that. At least that. I have getting, that to look forward to. Getting near the end of that series. Batman Urban Legends number 12. Not a fan of the start of a bunch of those stories that we ended up. We ended up having the uh, Super Pets. Oh shit! Yeah, deal. We also the had new Ace the, the Bat Hound story. Yeah, we also had a couple others, didn't we? We had Don't the uh, any of them. Satan and Batman. That's right. Didn't care for that. The main deal, yeah. And then the other two, I I can't remember either. I, oh, Ram V and the whole deal with the uh, the White Witch. Okay, yeah. I'm getting there. I don't know what the other one is. I can't remember. My brain is spinning. That book's tough to remember month to month. Black Manna number six, that ends that miniseries. And then what you end up getting is next week after that, you end up ending the Aquaman of the coming and start up the Aquaman. So that is more important than maybe that series is is to us. But, you know, the whole deal, we're not really digging it, but we'll be talking about, yeah. Still don't know how to say. Detective Comics number 1052. Maybe we'll end up finding out some stuff there. The Detective Comics. See if Eric stays on board that trolley, but we'll see how that plays out. I'm Batman. Because of the Shadow of the Bat and me doing my $25 do or die pull list, that was almost on there. Yeah, it would actually be your whole list. So you can't. So no, no, I don't. It, think it would can. not be. Well, the thing is, I didn't even think about it being a weekly thing like that. I was thinking about it as a normal one shot type of thing. So I didn't even think about that. That is twenty bucks a, a month right there for you. So you might be screwed. I am Batman number six. Uh, that is a book that we've actually enjoyed more than some. So and I'm looking forward to, to this. Go to New York. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what that means. Is there going to be you know a meta deal? Is it more street level? Or are we going to play a real city deal to get him more of the? Because it feels like more of that gritty type deal like he's set up for. But we'll see. You also have the mention that we might be able to use the magistrate deal as it goes nationwide. The Justice League, yeah. But I'll still, I'll just change that in the song. And there we go. Justice League 2022 annual number one. I don't know where the hell this came from. It seems very odd that it pops up. And I would love to. The thing is, with that, I think this and a lot of other things like Justice League has been so delayed. And I think it's going to be delayed even more. We're going to have, like I think, eventually two Justice League titles in like a a week apart because we need to catch up to that 75. There's even a chance it feels like, I don't know, that 75 might come out before that's over. I don't know. We end up where we do have the annual. And then the whole deal that and Justice League coming out. What I'm doing now is desperately trying to see these preview things of the annual to just tell you what's on the cover. And it's not loading up, Eric. It's not it's not working along with me. It is kind of the cover to the annual. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't load that up, it seems. I was trying to see it. Now the cover I'm, to I'm... the annual has a bunch of heroes standing there with the Justice okay. League. But there. it is just... the actual Justice League. I was thinking that maybe this would be a backdoor deal, maybe another Justice League Dark thing, but it's well, just it's not only that, you have the Justice League members and a whole lot of other heroes in the background, like there's Zatanna, Power Girl, Martian Manhunter, Plastic Man, Hal Jordan. We'll see. Does it say Bendis on the cover? Is this like some weird thing that somebody else might be writing? Oh. I, I would guess it's a Bendis deal, but for some reason mine won't load up. Uh, we have also Justice written League. by Brian Michael Bendis on the DC site. Justice League 72. 
So we have both the annual and the 72. So we got double Bendis Justice League. God help us all. All right, all right, look, the thing is, you can never take any of Brian Michael Bendis' solicitations and previews to heart because they're always fucking wrong. But when you look at this whole thing, here is what we have in store, supposedly, for the Justice League annual 2022. The return of Wonder Woman. Wait, what's that? Also the return of OMAC? Jack Kirby's greatest creation, the one-man Army Corps, returns to the DC Universe just in time to team up with the reunited Justice League to stop secret forces of evil from gathering? Join Eisner award-winning Sanford Green as he brings the legacy of the, Le- the League to life, leading the Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. The weird thing is, is because this is... So this is a yeah. preview, a prequel to the Justice League versus the Ju- yeah, Legion the of Superheroes. Yeah, and the thing is, I think that when you said that things are delayed, I do remember this It was supposed to come out when we had an annual week. Uh, Just a, imagine a couple that. of months the return ago. of OMAC. I'm like, we well, already did that in Superman and the Authority. Yeah, but yeah, that's a different OMAC. It's a different OMAC. It's because he doesn't this pay is, attention. This is Buddy Blank. Else. It seems like what you're saying is this bullshit. <laughs> is what you're saying. But we also have Superman Son of Kal number eight. See what's going on there with Bendix and John and the Lexus sexy Lex. And the truth. We also have the Joker number twelve. That was recently Two more. announced that that will end at fourteen. So. Yeah, that that's kind of a shame. Teen t- or Titans United number six, a little bit of a hyper time deal that me and you have been kind of enjoying it, but wanting more. So it's been a disappointment, but it always seems like on the verge to maybe something will no, happen. No, it's like we talked about with uh, the Dark Knights of Steel and even Justice League Incarnate. The idea, like, and this is what's going on, but also this, but also this, because you start out with the here's people who have the, the Titans powers. Who are blowing up until they're not, but then it's also a part of Cadmus. But you know what? Lady Vic's involved, and who you know who else is involved? The Tamaradian but invasion. Also, it's but also writing, Eric. It works. And Superboy is also Black Zero. Yes, Wonder Woman seven eighty four. That seems to be the end of that arc, and then we get to the trial oh, of the Amazon. Maker. So image maker and the Psycho Pirate, and we'll see maybe who the Shining Knight. Psycho is. Pirate. You mean Doctor Psycho? Our Doctor Psycho, but also the big thing, Shining Knight, and all that nonsense. So, uh, with all of that, though, we got a bunch of books, and yeah, it'll be a longer podcast than tonight. But yeah, that's great, right? It's just super, superb. But with all of that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for getting involved. And if you want to be a weird dash O, Eric, you then go to our Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. End up following us. We'll follow you back. And then go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And then go to the Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you get two of those books we've mentioned. will probably be both the Justice Leagues on the Patreon Spotlight. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know about you. It'll be uh, just fun times for all. Also, you can check out our Instagram that I've been doing a lot more on this weird science comic. All of these will be in the show notes. You can kind of see that and click on them. But with all of that, Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.